and welcome to Casa Loud Chats, a podcast dedicated to Nickelodeon's The Casa Grandes and the Loud House universe. And I'm your host, Sunny. And welcome to episode 47 of Casa Loud Chats. And today we have a very exciting episode for you guys because today we're going to be talking about once of all, once, well, most importantly, the big episode that came out this week that we all are going to be talking about. You know the one, the one with a certain OT3 that all of us are excited about. But of course, we have to talk about eight episodes of the Casa Grandes this week because there had a lot of episodes to discuss. Like the ones that came out before came out this week and all brand new episodes of Casa Grandes. So it's a very, very exciting episode today. But, that, but today I'm actually not alone in talking about all these eight episodes of the Casa Grandes. I have a very, I have a very special returning guest on my show. Uh, you know them from the Loud Casa Talks podcast. It's Nate and Omid of the Loud Casa Talks podcast. Welcome back to my podcast, guys. Yeah, well, thank you for having us back here, Sonny. Yeah, it's such an honor, such a pleasure to be here with you again, uh, just like February 2020. And I just want to say to all you guys, listen, what's up, Loud Crowd and Casa Crew? How y'all doing? It's so good to uh, have you guys listening, have you guys supporting us. You know, only this time it's on a different platform. It's just glad we can all get together and discuss this really big, OT3 Sidonican episode. And plus and, much more. And this huge bomb of Casa Grande's episodes. I mean, we gotta be here for a while because we we're talking about eight episodes. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be a lot. It's going to be oh, a yeah. lot. A lot. So again, like, thank you guys so much for coming back because, you know, when we fa- when I found out that other mess was gonna be the return of Lincoln in the show, and I remembered I didn't have you guys on my podcast it's again. February of 2020, which now is February of 2021, I was like, well, well, I need to bring back NATO Meet on my show, because I've been on their show recently, and of course, Nate and I are part of the Casa Live sessions recently, so why not bring them back on to discuss a crossover episode, because it's like a crossover podcast of Loud Casa and Casa Loud, so it's, it's perfect, so thank you guys for coming back on again. Oh yeah, no problem. Of course, yeah. Yeah, so we are going. We have a lot to discuss, of course. So let's get to that. But before, but before that, we have some news to discuss for the Loud House of the Casa Grandes. So let's get into some Casa news. All right, so for this week, of course, since we are on hiatus for both shows of, of right now, because we had eight episodes of the Casa Grandes, there's not a lot of news to discuss for both shows. But the first piece of news is very exciting, as the Roddy Kid Vlogs are back once again! We have the return of the Vlogs! And this week we had Vlog 16 come out, which was like a food testing uh, episode, or Vlog they were doing where they were testing out food. But what's special about this episode, this vlog, was that we didn't have just Lincoln and Roddy in, but Clyde became part of the vlogs. So, what do you guys think of Clyde coming into the vlogs for this episode? Uh, I gotta say I- that there's a lot of exciting things about this. Just knowing that it's mostly just Roddy and Lincoln doing stuff on their vlogs. Now they're bringing in special guests like Clyde McBride in this one. It kind of makes me wonder if there's gonna be more special guests coming in. I would not be surprised if like. Sid makes an appearance in the vlog one time. Yeah, you can pretty much. I I I pretty much think that since Clyde was the first one to uh, be it as a guest in the vlog, the first guest in the vlog, 
it makes me think, okay, the second guess the block, I'm betting all my savings or betting all my money, it will be Sid because you got to go with the best friends first before you move on to, um, you know, the lesser known friends like uh, Rusty and Zach or like uh, Nikki and Casey. And then, and then the next level, you got like uh, Stella. The next guess you got Laird and so on and so forth. Yeah, like it was really cool that Clyde finally got to be a part of it because in one of the in one of the vlogs, uh, they had like that whole uh, vlog where like the sisters called in and Sid called in like for a little bit, but she mostly called in. But, but mm-hmm. it's really awesome that like because again, like this week we got Lincoln and Sid hanging out and interacting, and now we have Clyde and Ronnie and interacting, which is really awesome. Like I love that like they are like get like having all of them become friends in this way but yes the next one should be Sid for sure I, oh! I, I swear I, it was, it's cool that to see um you know uh Lincoln's best friend uh meet up with Ronnie Ann and they having their inter- interactions too um it just makes me feel like they're really having this best friend like well, how do you explain this this best friend relationship like clinging together and I just love the chemistry that's going on right now I mean having Clyde and Ronnie Ann interact it's something cool to you know, see, because you don't see Clyde and Ronnie Ann interact in the show at all. So having them interact in a vlog like this, it's showing some, showing some significance. I mean, okay. One thing I must say, though, is that they only interacted briefly in Back Out There, but mm-hmm. it was only through a phone call for 15 seconds. That was pretty much it. They didn't yeah. interact yeah. at all. And the thing is, they... They've been going to like the same school for the longest time, like specifically in Loud House season one. So it kind of makes you wonder um, if they ever interacted during the time or not, um, or outside of the episodes, of course. Well, it's it's like more yeah. personal interactions instead of just you know like five or ten five or ten second uh, you know talks or something. <laughs> yeah, because like okay, yeah. Uh... <laughs> Because Clyde obviously knew who Rodian was at that point, because, like, obviously, Lincoln and Rodian had been, like, like were, hung- were hanging out at the time. Like, at Dance Dance Resolution, Clyde helped Lincoln try to avoid Rodian with the whole, you know, mix-up with all the-, the dates he had. And, of course, back out there with Clyde being worried that Lincoln was upset about Rodian moving. So, it's, like, like, Clyde knew who she was, but we never got to see, like, Clyde and Rodian, like, interact or just, like... Yeah. see each other on screen so like with like with other best like we talk about seeing Sid and Lincoln hanging out for a bit is super cool because like they're both the best friends of Ronnie and they know each other through that so like or like in horoscope when, when Sid knew who Lincoln was to Ronnie and talking about him so it's nice to see that like Clyde was like oh I'm a huge fan of the vlogs I'm excited to be on and like talking to Ronnie and her interacting with him it's just so cool it's so cool seeing them like actually talk to each other and know each other it's it's pretty awesome. Yeah, most definitely. I agree. Yeah, uh, honestly, um, since in Utter Mess, we've seen Ronnie Ann's best friends uh, interact and get along with each other. Why not just have Lincoln's own two best friends get along and interact you, with each other in the vlog itself too, you, right? I mean, you know, it's, you know, it's going to be interesting though, because the comics also do appear that they're going to have like a. Clyde, Sid, Roddy Ann, Lincoln moment. Yes, um, That's yes. coming up later on. And yes. I don't know what, but it seems like they're just ex- exciting us for that comic. Oh, yeah, yeah. That... Yeah. Yes. The, I am going to mention that, yes. The, the, the front cover. The oh, front yeah. Cover, baby. Clyde, 
Slide, slide, slide. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. Yeah, the OT four cover with with Roddy Kid and Slide. Like, oh my god. Like, please, there better be a slide comic. I swear, I want Sid and Slide to interact so much. Oh, oh my man. god. Like. Like honestly, forget Chloe. I'm pulling for Slide. Whoa. Oh, like, oh, oh wow. Ooh, okay. Whoa. Whoa. All right. Wait, 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 wait. Oh man, we're, we're doing chip wars right now. Chloe. Are we? Wow. <laughs> no, Chloe. Chloe had some potential. I loved Brave the Last Dance. Oh my I god. I want Chloe to come back. I want her to come back so badly. If Darcy can come back, Chloe can come back. Okay. There's Bring a lot of Chloe. potential. I, I I feel like Clyde can have a, a can hit it off with Chloe. I just hope that the writers know about Chloe more. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Put some more character emphasis on her and Clyde and have them have a relationship or something. Yeah, but I do want Sid and Clyde to eventually meet because I want the best friends of the best friends to be best friends. That way they're all best friends, you know? It just it works perfectly like that. Like oh, I yeah. hope it I hope in the vlog maybe yes. they can finally have Sid come on and it'll be Lincoln, Roddy, and Sid and Clyde. In the vlog, yes, yes. Oh my god! Oh my god! We never know. We never know. It could happen. Like cause the fact that Clyde appeared in the vlog is really cool because like they're changing, they're changing the format up, which is really neat. Because like they're finally bringing them back, and it's like we're not gonna do the same thing over and over. I mean, as much as we like looking at Ronnie and talking to each other, because hey, I mean, having Clyde appear is awesome. So it's like if they're gonna do different things, I'm excited for what else they could do with the vlog. So. It was just really cool to see Clyde have a moment with, like, have have his moment of talking to Lincoln and Roddy, and, and maybe he might come back in another one, or vice versa, you know, we never know. It's just cool that the vlog's back. Yes, and the other thing, too, about the whole hiatus, knowing that we don't have any new episodes coming out, um, if we could get, like, more vlogs like this, then I'll be happy to, you know, to watch it and all uh, while we wait for new episodes to come out. Yeah, I'm, honestly, like, this... This vlog, this special guest appearance, definitely opens up many doors uh, in terms of having friends as guests for these Lincoln and Bronnie and vlogs. Like I said, have Sid go next, and then uh, sort of like alternate, like sort of like rotate, like have Lincoln's friend, then Ronnie Ann's friend, then Lincoln's other friend, then Ronnie Ann's other friend. You know, you know what I mean? Yeah, just yeah, just a yeah. lot of potential of what the vlogs will unfold. Uh, knowing yeah. that there's gonna be more coming out. Yep, there's a lot of potential. So I'm just again, I'm always excited when the vlogs come out because like, yay! I love the Ryan vlogs. But it was so cool to see Clyde in it too to, to change it up. So yeah, thank you, Nick, for bringing back the vlogs, and hopefully there's some more in the future as we go through this little hiatus for a bit. All right, so the next piece of news, as Nate had mentioned, there is a new comic coming out next month in March, which is the Case of the Stolen Drawers. Now like actually what happened was somebody uh i think their their username is comic uno they review a bunch of comics they got an advanced like an advanced copy of this comic and i i saw it on uh, first on youtube and and the thumbnail was roddy and roddy and lincoln and clyde and i was like oh my god what what is gonna be in this comic roddy and being in royal woods with clyde and lincoln what like, is that actually <laughs> happening? It is. Like, oh my god. And yeah. like there were They're hyping up for us. I knew it. <laughs> yeah. I, like, oh my god. They're hyping it up for us. Oh my god. <laughs> and like one other thing too is that apparently in one of the comics, Lincoln is going to be learning skateboarding to 
show show off some cool moves to Roddy and I impress her with some skateboarding skills. I'm like, oh my god, oh my god, he's skateboarding for Roddy Ann, which is amazing. If you thought the chewing, if you thought the chewing gum wasn't enough, there's the skateboarding now. So it just tells me that Lincoln just wants to be like Ronnie Ann, and Ronnie Ann probably it's just to impress Ronnie Ann. It's just it's Roddy can moments, guys. Oh my goodness. Yeah, and like <laughs> in Wait, that uh, we seen. Lincoln, Lincoln's continuing to simp for Ronnie Yen, and I just, <gasps> it's so enjoyable to watch. <laughs> oh my god. Why'd you have to say it the way you said it? <laughs> <laughs> well, think about it. Like, in Horoscope, Lincoln's trying to impress Ronnie Yen with his magic tricks, and in Curse, Lincoln's trying to impress Ronnie Yen with um, creating the shape of chewed gum, like one of a Statue of Liberty. And here, we see Lincoln trying to press Ronnie Ann by learning skateboarding. So it really does go to show how uh, Lincoln is trying to uh, pretty much do all these skills um, in order to, you know, impress Ronnie Ann, like, like see her to have Ronnie Ann see Lincoln as maybe more than just friends, if you know what I mean. Just, just, a, just a good pal. A good, a good pal totally wants to show up magic tricks chew bubblegum and, and put in the shape of a Statue of Liberty from her and learn her favorite sport. Just a good pal, am I right? Friends do that all the time. <laughs> not convincing. Sure. Not really, not really yeah. convincing enough, huh? Really? Yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> Best friends, <laughs> huh, Lincoln? Lincoln, it took you five wait, seasons wait. to know skateboarding? Hmm, suspicious yeah, here. Yeah, suspicious here. It's, I believe I, the word you're looking for is sus. Very sus. <laughs> Very I mean, sus. Lincoln. I mean, we saw we saw Lincoln skateboarding in um a deal me out with Clyde, but like the fact that he's like, I wanted to skateboard so I could show off some cool moves to Roddy Ann. Like, it's okay, Lincoln. You can say you're trying to impress her. We all know the truth, buddy. Oh, but um, <laughs> it's what's also cool about that one is from what I heard about it, Lincoln's actually gonna go uh get advice from um Roddy Ann skate friends about skateboarding to impress Roddy which is also neat so after after hearing all of that I'm very excited for this comic now I'm very very excited I can't wait for it same here oh nice to see that nice to see that uh Lincoln's gonna interact with Ronnie and skateboarding friends um like we've the last time we saw it was back in City Slickers uh way before Casa Grande's even became its own legitimate spin-off show yeah, I mean, what? What's what's uh, Nikki finds out that Lincoln oh to Roddy Ann? What she finds <laughs> out though, we all know from the I one did, episode. I, I didn't expect yes. Nikki to be such a huge shipper, but it, I mean, oh my god, I didn't see the romantic side of Nikki. Now, if she sees Roddy Ann and Lincoln just like this, just watch her eyes go like fluttered after. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, you're trying to impress her. No, no, I'm not. Man. I'm not trying to impress her. Oh god, if that's gonna be in the comic, I'm gonna be so. Oh happy. my god! Please, <laughs> don't get my hopes up. But I swear, if that's in it, where she's like, "You're trying to impress her, aren't you, Lincoln?" No, no, I swear I'm not. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> and, then and, then and then they'll be like, "Ooh!" And then they'll be "Ooh!" Just like Lincoln's, ooh. just like Roddy Ann's skate friends. It's like, "Ooh!" <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! I'm so excited! I can't wait for that comic. I already pre-ordered it, so maybe I'll get it before. Before it comes out, but I would like me. I heard about that. Like, well, pre-order. There you go. I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I, I did too. Like, I usually pre-order comics like way ahead of time too. So, 
Okay, all right. So that's exciting. And then the last piece of news we'll uh, breeze through is that they, uh, Nate No Mean mentioned this to me, and I totally forgot about it, is that The Loud House is going to be coming to Paramount+. Plus. Now, I know The Loud House is on CBS Access right now. All Access? Is that what the CBS All Access? Uh, yeah. Season one, 1 through 3? Yeah. So it's cool that The Loud House is going to be on Paramount+. Plus. Is it going to be all, like, four or five seasons, or is it just going to be season 1 through 3? Do we know that yet or no? We have no information on that. All that we know, all I, all that I know is that there was just an advertisement that shows that uh, Paramount Plus is showing The Loud House. We don't know what specific episodes are going to be on there, but it can, you could go ahead and take out take out your CBS All Access, or if you do have CBS All Access, you can keep that, and that will be your subscription to Paramount Plus. Um, I mean, but I it, haven't I haven't had CBS All Access yet, so it's my t- it's probably time for me to actually uh, get Paramount Plus because there's a lot of uh, things that Paramount Plus has, considering CBS, Paramount Pictures, um, Nickelodeon, and a lot of properties that uh, Viacom CBS owns, and they're all going to be there on Paramount Plus. So I would say it's a big investment, especially if you're a huge Loud House Casagrandes fan. So um, huge recommendation: go ahead and get uh, Paramount Plus <laughs> for those out there. Yeah, and not only that, but uh, just recently, because of Paramount Plus, I myself uh, recently uh, actually subscribed to uh, CBS All Access uh, just so that I can get the 50% off deal. Because if you subscribe to CBS All Access, if you sign up for CBS All Access uh, before Paramount Plus even releases, then you get some sort of uh, 50% off deal. And you know, because because of the deal, um, I just I just had to get it. This was the okay. perfect time. Oh, okay, I didn't know about that. That's so cool. now, it, now it makes me yeah, now it makes me want to get it now. <laughs> I didn't know that because I got CBS All Access because of my uh, my TV provider was like we're we're paying through it to TV provider, so but we get it for free. So that's cool that like if you already have it, you could get like fifty percent off Paramount Plus before it comes out. I thought Paramount Plus was well, I thought CBS All Access was becoming. Paramount Plus. I didn't know it was still going to be um, around. I think it. I think it is. I think okay. that's how it is. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, but yeah, that's cool. The Loud House is going to be on Paramount Plus. I mean, I was hoping the Loud House would be on Netflix since the movie's on Netflix. I don't know why they wouldn't do that instead. But you there's know. some weird. There's some weird things about it. It just feels like Nickelodeon is, and Paramount Plus are kind of partnering because all I know is that Nickelodeon has been putting up like some of the Teen Nick shows, like. Um, Victoria, Sam and Cat, and then just recently iCarly is now on uh, Netflix. Um, so I don't know if they still have a partnership with Netflix, but you can totally still see the films from ne- from Nickelodeon. They're still there on Netflix uh, right now. Okay, yeah. I still I still think it'll be on Paramount+, Plus, but once the movie comes out, I think they might just put The Loud House on Netflix like as a promotion. That's what I'm thinking. Mm-hmm. To promote the movie. Yeah. That sounds yeah. pretty yeah, but... there, yeah. Mm-hmm. The thing with the 50% off plan is that it's actually an annual plan. So it only applies to like the first year that you're, uh, that you get Paramount Plus. Oh, I can okay. see that. Yeah. Gotcha. Actually. Yeah. yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. So yes, that is all the, that is all the recent news of this week. Cause again, we're on hiatus for both shows. We do have episodes that were announced for the loud house. But we don't know when those are coming out. So we don't, I talked about them last time. But we don't know when those episodes are coming out. Probably March, but I think for the time being, after eight episodes of the Casa Grandes, we all need a little break. <laughs> but yes, we're going to jump right into <laughs> yeah. 
talking about all eight of these episodes, of course. So I'm leaving the big episode for the end because, you know, that is the big episode. We got to leave that for the end. So let's talk about the first set of episodes, which are No Egress and Meal Ticket, which both got leaked on Amazon. So majority of, majority of us already saw them, but I, I didn't want to talk about them until the official release on Monday with the, uh, the Mega Musical Countdown, which uh, we can talk about real quick. Uh, what did you guys think of the Mega Musical Countdown hosted by Carlos Penvega, the voice of Bobby? I so one thing is that one of my favorite songs is not even on the list. Uh, what have I done? I don't know what happened to that song, but that wasn't in the top twelve, and I don't know who vote who didn't vote for that. But I was surprised. Yeah, but either way, the, the the list wasn't bad. I mean, I kind of predicted that Play It Loud was going to be number one because everybody loved that song. Um, but not um, some hitters were there. I mean, what was it? Best thing ever was an uh, absolute hit. I glad that was on the list. Um, Best Buds was an, was a song that I thought shouldn't have been on the list, but it was on there. But and also uh, for the host Carlos Pena Vega, he really rocked it. He he was actually pretty funny, and all the shirts that he's wearing, I really wish I had one of those, especially the Lynn shirt or the the Mega Music Countdown shirt. So if you're listening, uh, Carlos Pena Vega, can I have it? <laughs> or can, I, was, can you tell me where I can actually grab one of those shirts? He was rocking that pizza suit. He was rocking oh, the, the pizza, pizza suit too. It was amazing. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I, I saw the pizza suit. Yeah, definitely. It definitely suited him. I, I agree. It did. <laughs> suited. Anyway, Get uh, it because it's suits? Suited? <laughs> nice. So, um... Uh, get my uh, two cents on uh, Mega Music Countdown 8, or mm-hmm. you done? Or... Am I done? Yeah, go ahead, Amid. Alright. <clears throat> First off, Carlos, Luna shirt right now. I need that Luna shirt in my life, man. <laughs> Tell me what you want. I will, I will give you all my money, all my savings. I'll give you my life. What? Whoa, whoa. <laughs> For a Luna shirt. <laughs> yes. Yes. I'll even, I will fight you to the death over that shirt. It's just, I need it in my possession oh my right God. now. <laughs> okay. Now, okay, that's number one. Number two, I felt that the list had some sort of um, watch mojo vibes, if you know what I mean. Like, the list is sort of, how do I put it? Disagreeable. First off, mm. you don't have, what have I done? You have Best Buds instead? And Best Buds ranks over the likes of Road Trip at Blues, and we got this, and even you got tricked? That is unacceptable. Acceptable. <laughs> and also number three, Play It Loud is number one. Let's go. Play it loud, play it loud. No time for turning it down. Okay, that's all I'm gonna say. Yeah, no, like the the list was very predictable. <laughs> like we <laughs> knew Play Loud would be number one, obviously. Like I don't know who decided. Like on the, like obviously us fans, we didn't we didn't get the vote on these. Like they didn't they didn't tell us we were supposed to vote on these. I guess they just like you know gave it to like people who who seen the show and are like oh we'll play it loud because a Luna I, song would be number one. Like I don't I remember. Kinda felt- what was yeah, that? I kind of felt like they. Sorry, I kind of. Uh, sorry to interrupt, but yeah, I kind of okay. felt like we just missed. We just missed something. I think they put it up on like uh, Nick Play or you know that uh, that app that show that you that you use to interact with when you want to take. Uh, uh, it's that. It's that. Uh, 
one thing where you get like stickers or something. You remember when you remember when new episodes came out for the Loud House before? Yeah, um, yeah. And you had to answer questions and things like that. Um, I think it was on that website where you have to vote for like the Mega Loud music countdown or something. Maybe we yeah. missed it or something. But I believe it was on that website that said you can also vote for your favorite songs, and we'll go ahead and make 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 a music countdown for that. That might be that might be where uh people got their votes from. Yeah, yeah. It's just like yeah, you're right because like. The list was so random, like, Best Buds is on there, and some, like, the the glam song from Lola, like, some of them are just, like, really random, because, like, I don't think most of them really deserve to be on the list, except, like, the ones we like, like, the Christmas song, obviously. Where's Grateful For It All? Come on! That's my favorite song for the <laughs> yeah. Loud House! That's my I, favorite I like song! I like that, too. It's, it's honestly the best part of the Thanksgiving episode, despite the Thanksgiving episode, you know, not being a top tier episode, but still a good episode in and of itself. Grateful for it all was the highlight. Yeah, you would think with, you know, Carlos Pevega, the voice of Bobby, hosting a Loud House countdown, they would put that for Casa Grande representation, but they didn't. It was all just Loud House. Like, you should have put that in for, like, you know, because Bob, like, cause Bobby in the Casa Grande said Loud House. It would have made sense, but, like, no. But you're right. What Have I Done was on there, which was, like, the, the, one of the best songs of really loud music. It was. Such a random list, but it was kind of a predictable list. Like, we all know Play Loud would be number one, because it's kind of easy to know that. And even Best best Song Ever it was on there, too. Or be, was it Best Song Ever? Yeah, I think so. Best Thing Ever. Best Thing Ever. Best Thing Ever, yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I, I really enjoyed Carlos hosting. He was really funny. Again, his t-shirts, they need to actually make those. Like, please, <laughs> us fans <laughs> want them so badly. I would pay all my money for that. Like I'm waiting for my like I'm waiting for Nick to give me the look at Roddy and Standies for the football game still. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I still want those too. Oh my god! <laughs> I wait with my money, oh. Nickelodeon. Nail <laughs> right here. Listen, listen. I want a life size, you know, cutout of Roddy and or Lincoln right here, and then it can just be on my background while we're doing our loud cast talks. I will pay good money yes. for both of them, please, Nickelodeon. <laughs> Kind of like how I want the Luna Lab t-shirt that Carlos was wearing. It's like, gotta have it, gotta have it, gotta have it. <laughs> yeah, it's like, Nick, you can make I good money. It. You can we make want... so much money with all the merchandising stuff. Come on, Nickelodeon. Exactly. This is a smart move. <laughs> we will buy it. Just make it. We'll buy it from you, please. Uh, but like... Oh, go ahead, sorry. Lisa Loud, you think Lincoln is the most predictable thing you've seen in the Loud House? Try watching Make a Music Countdown and try paying attention to the list. <laughs> I huh. think Lisa could predict the entire list, too. Like, yeah, if she was on it, she would know exactly what it is. Yeah. But it was really fun. It was really cool. It was a really cool thing, though, to get, like, this. Because they've done, they've done these countdowns with SpongeBob. So it was really nice that the Loud House finally got a countdown. Even was, like, again, like a predictable list, but... They also made a playlist, which some of some of the songs that weren't released from Roy really Loud Music are now officially released on Spotify, Apple uh, streaming, and some other places. So that's really cool. So now I can listen to "We Got This" like a million times on my phone. That's great. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> Same but, here. I I'm glad that they released uh, the Make of Music Countdown songs on uh, iTunes, Spotify, and all this stuff. Um, one gripe I really had with it, though, is that they still added the SFX effects, you know what I mean? They still added the sound effects yeah. to yeah. the songs. Audio, too, so when I'm listening to Lincoln Loud, the best thing, brother, you can still hear Lincoln, and you can still hear Luna say, like, hey, bro, one, two, three, four, that kind of stuff. So, yeah. 
if they ever like have a real track, just the real track of just the song, that would be really cool. But you know, this is the next best thing. I, I'd still take it. Yeah, I'd still take it. I mean, I guess they just don't have a version without the audio, like all the all the sound effects. I just don't. I don't think they have a version without them. But you know, at least it's officially released. That's all that matters. Yeah. Even, but yeah, let's jump over to the episode then. So that that um that mega music house that was tied to no egrets and meal ticket. So let's start with uh, no egrets. Um, uh, Sergio was in for a treat when a group of baby birds think he's their mama. So guys, Sergio episode. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Amos uh, gonna go I, first. I say, honestly. Um, uh, so go ahead, Omid. You can go first about this. Honestly. When I heard about this, I was thinking, oh, okay, a Sergio episode in which, you know, he actually shows his nurturing side. Okay, I'm interested to see what happens. Excuse me. And as I've seen this episode, like, as I was watching this episode, I was thinking to myself, you know, I mean, it doesn't take away any of the bad stuff that Sergio did. It doesn't take away mm -hmm. the fact that Sergio is nothing more than an obstacle that only serves a purpose to stand in the way between uh, his his family's and uh, his family's goals, it doesn't change the fact that you know he killed a chicken in in no bad cluck. I mean, right? I mean, let's not forget he killed a chicken in bad cluck. Overall, I'd say you know, fine. Uh, it just to see his more nurturing side, but I still think that Sergio is one annoying bird. Okay, so let me go ahead and put my two cents on this episode. Um, this episode, yeah, I, I understand from the past that Sergio is still a jerk and that he's still, you know, angry. Or not angry, more like uh, a person that killed a chicken and all that kind of stuff. That's, I think, the reputation for Sergio now. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but yep. this is a line-sided episode for Sergio where he just continues, where he continues to take care of birds. And yeah, and I in this episode, you get to see how birds are. Apparently, they're really party birds. Actually, all the birds are party birds. Um, especially the pigeons and uh, Sergio, but when he has to take care of baby egrets, um, he uh, he turned out to be a pretty eh, kind of dad. Like first thing he had to teach them was fly, and then he they flew into porcupine. They almost thought they flew into porcupines. Um, then he had to teach them how to bathe and teach them how to get food. Um, so those were kind of cool that he was trying to be a fatherly figure, but not in a kind of convincing way. But the thing is that got me at the end was that Sergio, you know, stood up to those cats and tried to save those egrets and tried to be a fatherly figure. And the fact that at the end that he, um, how do you say this? That he was taking care of those baby birds, but it was Ronnie Ann and, uh, Link, uh, Ronnie Ann and Sid's, um, baby birds actually. So they did. So it was kind of cool that Sergio was like, Oh, I had a, I have a huge bond with these birds now. I'm sorry. I had to let them go. So you totally get to see a fatherly side of Sergio, but then, after that, you get to see the party side again. So this episode was kind of like, oh, okay, so you're back to your party side, even though we saw a little convincing, little heartwarming side for you, Sergio, that you're being a fatherly figure to baby birds. But but I got to say, like, it was not bad. I thought it was pretty, um, pretty um, good of an episode. I have to say, it did give me a little bit lighthearted for uh, Sergio a bit there, but you got to still remember the past that he still kill the chicken he's still a jerk he's still kind of like uh a bird that uh would always be not not fun to play with to say um but at least we get to see an episode where we get to see sergio kind of be a 
nice person in a way. Yeah, like um, my my uh my theory still stands. I think they realized after they wrote the monstrosity that is bad cluck, where they portrayed Sergio in like the worst light ever. They're like, oh wait, we just wrote a bad Sergio episode. Let's write a redemption episode, because <laughs> like I, this is definitely like their way of like trying to redeem Sergio after again. A lot of us still remember, like, Casagrande, we still remember Sergio in canon murdered a chicken, and it's not, it's, like, hard to forget that, because it was literally this season, and then so you try to do a redemption episode by having Sergio take care of baby birds. And while, you know, this episode had good intentions of of putting Sergio in a good light, because I, I applaud them for doing that, it's, it, it, Sergio's just gonna go back to the way he is. Like, you know, he has one good episode, fine, but he's just gonna go back to the way he is. But, you know, it, it's it's nice, though, that they, they actually tried to do something good with Sergio, have him have this this bond with the baby birds. But I, I don't remember most of this episode. Like, the only thing I remember is the ending with Sid and Rodian being gay moms to the birds. That's literally the only memorable part, is Rodian and Sid taking care of these birds and naming them Yoon and Quan, which, again... I don't, I don't know why you did Quan, like why, and, and you know, like them just being gay moms. That's all I remember about the episode was that, you know, I, I wish we could have, I wish we could have gotten that episode, the Roddy and Sid babysit the birds, and then they find out that Sergio had them the whole time. Like I, I would have seen that, I would love that episode versus watching Sergio take care of the baby birds. But you know, I give them an A for effort for trying to get, like trying to do a good redemption Sergio episode, but. After Bad Cluck, I was like, are we really going to have an episode where Sergio takes care of baby birds? No! I don't want him near birds! He murdered a chicken! Don't forget that! <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, for all we know, they could be next. Like, they could exactly. be next. Exactly! So. That's what I was worried about. No, they're next, Sergio! No! Don't do it! <laughs> but, you know, I, I, like... I... No, go ahead, sorry. You, so you're, you still have the far. What was that? You still have oh. the far. Go ahead. Oh, uh, no, actually, I, I was, I was gonna, I was gonna let you go. Sorry. Yeah, I was about to say. Um, I was actually just thinking about that too. The fact that there was a missed opportunity for Ronnie Ann and Sid to have a full episode in which they themselves take care of these birds. Because let me tell you. They would do a hell lot of a better job than Sergio would have, in my opinion. Because here's the thing. Ronnie and Sid would have actually cared for those birds from the start. It would, it would have been a really great Sidani episode. I bet the Sidani fans would love that. Like, them being cute little moms and the birds taking care of them. I would love to see that episode. That just, like, actually... Yeah, I, actually, I had to say, like, uh, there was some Sadani moments that were happening there. Just the fact that they were taking care of birds. So for those who are into, like, Sadani, there's your little moment there that they were taking care of birds. <laughs> there was a lot of Sadani this week, not going to lie. A lot of Sadani this week. Um, yeah. But, uh, yeah, uh, anything else you guys, guys want to say about this episode before we move on? Uh, nothing much to say for me. Nothing much to say for me either. Honestly... Honestly, I, I just give it, like, I say three eggs out of five. Ooh, that's an interesting okay. rating. Are you going to give, uh, when we get to other mess, are you going to try to rate it through, like, milk cartons or cows? <laughs> yes. Yes, milk I cart- am. Like, you know, chocolate, chocolate <laughs> milk 
cartons, baby. Chocolate milk cartons. Five chocolate milk <laughs> cartons out of five. <laughs> you should you just keep that it. for You're... every rating. Like, next we have, like, meal ticket. You can, like, rate it, like, I don't know, like, five sandwiches out of five or something. Keep that rating. Keep the theme going. You'll, you'll see what I'm about to use. <laughs> okay, all right. So we're going to move on to the meal ticket. Which again, more Sidonis, so that's that's great. <laughs> All right, so uh, meal ticket. Rodian and Sid help Casey run his family food truck at the Yuquan at a Yuquan concert. So, what do you guys think of meal tickets? Um, so I, I can go first on this one. I thought this was a huge moment for Sidonikin. Um, I oh, was not Sidonikin. Sorry, Sidonikin. Sidonikin. Not there yet? I there? Not there yet. <laughs> not there yet. One day! I love that episode. Lincoln comes to a U Quad concert with them. Yes. Let's make that happen. Okay, sorry. <laughs> that could be that could be interesting. Yeah. I, I'd I love actually that. like to see Lincoln experience U and Quan experience K pop culture. That'd be interesting for Lincoln to get into. <laughs> I can't wait to see actually he actually gets into K pop, yeah. Uh, but but no doubt about it. I, I have to say, like, this is a huge Sadati moment that I've been seeing here. They wanted to go to a Yukon concert. They both love K-pop, so they try their best to get their get them in there. Um, poor Sergio, again, being the jerk of it all, because he cut down the internet, and also cut up uh, well, kind of distracted Breakfast Bot and poor Breakfast Bot, because he was just there just to do his job, and <laughs> that bird had to ruin his ruin the fun and had to ruin the the whole food truck experience. They could have been they, uh, Sid and Ronnie Ann could have went to the could have went to the same stage with uh 12 is midnight but that food truck was the priority so they had to rescue it instead um i have to say that um it was just really cute really cute moments with uh sid and ronnie ann um and just more emphasis on casey because it kind of tells you how casey's dad is he's a person who's into the um food truck business um and how casey is he's just a pretty cool cool guy and stuff like and, and stuff like that still helping out with his dad's uh um food truck and all and yeah i, I can't really say much about it it's just a lot of sadati moments that i think were just really cute um i just hope that we get more 12 is midnight con 12, 12 is midnight uh, uh episodes just like this and uh yeah i hope uh <laughs> i hope it'd be as cute just like this episode where we get to see a lot of these sadani moments All right, Obi, uh, you can go up. <clears throat> All right. Now, here's the thing. This episode would have been perfect. Honestly, a, seeing Ronnie Ann and Sid, like, in a Yoon Kwong concert, a big Yoon Kwong concert, that would have had potential to be, like, you know, an amazing episode in and of itself. Like, you know, five sandwiches out of five sandwiches, like Sonny just said. However, there is one thing aspect that keeps it from being perfect you know what i'm talking about and his name is it starts with an s Giorgio. Giorgio really did it again right after you had a decent episode right after you had a redemption episode this to them why what's the point like why are you here we we don't need you. You don't need to be a plot device for to get in the way of Ronnie and Zen at the concert. Why? You know, it boggles the mind. And, and not to mention the reason why Sergio and his birthfriend got VIP tickets 
is way too contrived. Like it, it's it's just way too out there. It makes no sense at all. Just everything with Sergio in this episode, like when you consider it, and especially after no egrets, everything with Sergio is just horrible. And it actually kind of bogs down the episode just a tiny bit for me. However, outside of the stuff of Sergio, I'd say this was really great. It's actually really nice to see, like I said, Ronnie Ann and Sid uh, get the ultimate K-pop experience of their lives from the big crowds to the big stage to all the food trucks to, well, the K-pop stars themselves, Yoon Kwan and 12 is Midnight, of course. So, you know, if not for Sergio, this episode would have been much better. But as it is right now, the episode to me is still a great watch for me. Yeah, wow. I I did not expect you to you know, complain about Sergio in this episode, but the thing is, I totally forgot about Sergio sabotaging, like, the beginning of the episode. Because, yeah, you're right, we, we just had an episode where they, like, again, like I said, they portrayed Sergio in a good light, and then I said, well, he's just gonna go back to the way he was. And that's exactly what happened in Meal Ticket, so you're right about that. But, um, yeah, no, this episode, like, you know, I don't have a lot to say on it, like I said, on Casa Live. It's just another cute... Sidani episode for the Sidani fans. They were adorable, you know, hugging and be excited about seeing 12 is Midnight and Yu Quan and stuff. Like, it's just really cute seeing them together again because the the last the last Sidani episode we had that wasn't with the, the whole group was Fast Feud in season one. And I'm like, that's how you end the Sidani trilogy. Like, the whole Sidani uh, episode in season one is Fast Feud, that forgettable episode. So it was nice to see they finally returned with an episode where I feel like it's kind of like a sequel to Two of Clubs, where it's just a cute episode with Sid and Radia being adorable, because, you know, they're always adorable together, and just being, you know, big fans of Twelve is Midnight, and having Yu Kwan, you know, perform there with a concert, and them, them getting to see him, like, I don't know what else to say, it's just a really cute episode. You know, it's just fun, cute, Sidani episode, I don't know what, what else do you expect from the episode, it's just, that's just what it is, cute fun Sidani. That's that's all I'll say. It was a really fun fun episode. My god, you know, that 12 is midnight hug, you know, as they were chanting 12 is midnight, 12 is yes. midnight. Like, yes. like right so before, precious. Sidani can hug in an utter mess. This was the best uh, Sidani hug ever. However, it has been dethroned by a OT3 hug in an upcoming episode we're going to talk about like later on in, in a later episode. Oh yeah, um, yeah. However, and also, and also with regards to Fast Feud, like I'll give a small credit to Fast Feud that the most memorable thing about Fast Feud is Cranky Sid. Oh, that's true. <laughs> like, yeah. Cranky, totally Cranky Sid was that. gold. It was gold. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> you see, I am upset. <laughs> yeah. I'd love to see more Cranky Sid. Not going to lie. I totally forgot about that. That's hard, because Fast Feud's a forgettable yeah. episode. Poor Sid, though. I mean, like, she had a poor grave all over her head because of how disappointed she is. <laughs> that was a really dark joke, when you think about I it I was too like, hard. what? It's a really dark joke, like, for the Castagrandes. <laughs> but I'm glad at least they got to see 12 is Midnight and Yu Kwan, and they, Yu Kwan got to perform and stuff, and they know the song that Roddy and Sid were singing. Like, I love the little duet they did in this episode with the, the sandwich song. Super cute. Like, this is really super. It's a really cute episode. It's adorable. Adorable fluff. Good stuff. I agree. Yeah. All right. So let's move on to the next episode, which is I Breakfast Bot. 
uh, Rodian and her cousins hatch a plan to have Sid's breakfast bot do their chores. All of them. So, also, before we do the episode, I want to say, R.I.P. Dennis, 2021. We will miss you, Dennis. Dennis was a good Poor Dennis. <laughs> it's sad, we just had meal ticket where Breakfast Bot slash Dennis was in the episode, and then here, he basically died. <laughs> so sad. Or, oh did he, or did he? Or did he? Or did in, he? Remember at the end, yeah. though? <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Uh. They think he's dead. <laughs> yeah, no. Then watch. Dennis is going to come back. Uh, he's going to come back for revenge. Like, Oh, my God. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Will that be the next can... Halloween episode where Dennis comes back from the dead to yes. attack them? And watch, oh, my and watch God. And have, watch him have more uh, electronics with him just uh, uh, just to... Uh... Uh, mess around with the Casagrande family. <laughs> oh my god, that like it's like bad cluck just with Dennis. That would be yeah. amazing. <laughs> I would love that episode. <laughs> um, yeah. But what do you guys think of this episode, the Breakfast Bot episode? Who wants to go first? Um, you mean you can go ahead. All right, thanks. Um, as for my thoughts on Breakfast Bot, I got to be honest, I really loved it uh, because I, I love that whole twist on it. I, I love that whole. You know, there's a there's a there's a bit of a commentary here about how we as humans pretty much exploit machines. We pretty much uh, exploit electronic devices. Well, obviously, this is not the the first. This is not the first episode of the week to um to pretty much bring out that commentary about how we as humans um, rely so much on machines and devices. That's actually coincidentally enough. Coincidentally enough. Uh, there's actually another Casagrande's episode that we're going to talk about later that sort of brings up that issue too. But with this, I felt that they did a superb job with that sort of commentary. And it really does show how uh, Breakfast Spot becomes uh, way too fed up, uh, way too sick of um, the Ronnie-Anne, Casagrande's, and Sid uh, sort of like, well, well, less Sid and more of Ronnie and the Cousins. And the, and Sergio like exploring the hell out of Breakfast Spot, and so um, when Sid uh, upgrades, when Sid upgrades uh, Dennis, uh, making him awesome point oh, um, that's when he starts to you know because he's more advanced, he can think for himself. Like he realizes, you know, what am I doing? These menial tasks, you know, they're taking advantage of me. That's it. We're going to go to war on humans. And I really do like the idea, you know, like like humans versus the machines. Well, actually, Casa Grandes versus the machines, coincidentally enough. And so um, when Sid gets kidnapped, it's up to uh, the super, the super Casa Grande cousins to the rescue to save a damsel in distress. You know, I'm, I'm like thinking to myself, here comes Ronnie Ann to the rescue to save her princess, her damsel in distress from the evil robots. And so yeah. a war, and so a war continues on. Like the war begins. <laughs> yeah, again, that was pretty gay. Having Roddy and rescue her girlfriend again. Pretty gay, yeah. Casagrandes. What do you say? The, the epic moment where like Roddy Ann and Sid were like holding hands and then they had to let go because uh, oh Rebecca my Buck was God, pretty much pulling Sid away. I'm oh sorry, but God. That, I'm feeling some Sidani vibes there. <laughs> yeah, it's like Casagrandes. Just make Sidani canon if you're going to do that. Come on. <laughs> okay. Dennis, Dennis is so evil. Dennis is an evil that must be stopped. You know, how dare he uh, try to pull apart 
Rodian instead. You don't yeah, do how that, dare man. you try you to break up our OTP? Break. What are you doing, Dennis? <laughs> That's why you got thrown into the soup. You tried to break up the exactly. ship. Exactly. <laughs> you you got what you deserved, buddy. You got what you deserved, Dennis. Um, all right. So I kind of uh, predicted this that um, uh, I breakfast bot was going to be something where like the robots just, you know, try to take over like what humans are doing. Like, you know, the humans are obviously relying on machines, but of course it's machines revenge on the humans. Um, I've seen this before um, in a couple of episodes. Uh, I remember in a show, I don't know if you guys, I'm pretty sure you guys know about this show, Big City Greens. There was actually a title called I Farbot. And it pretty much had the same thing where like this robot comes in and takes over the whole family. And uh, it is, it is, it's up to the family to pretty much destroy the machines from taking over their families. And this is pretty much what happened here in this episode. But um feel bad for breakfast bot because breakfast bot was pretty much being taken advantage of throughout this episode like taking over with the chores and doing a lot more doing cooking doing all this all the chores this and that and kind of makes sense when you keep on upgrading the machine the machine will get smarter and would go ahead and start just start taking over the family but i just love the whole heroics that happened at the end where the ronnie Ann and the cousins just go on and um fight off the breakfast bot and then put him into that soup to just "Quote unquote destroy them, and and then at the and at the end too, you also get to see that they're also learning the lesson too by just doing their own chores instead of having a robot do it for them. And then at the end, it just tells me that okay, this breakfast bot is not over yet because his arm comes out of that tube and it's like okay, so some sort of revenge feeling like feel like a Terminator sort of references that I'm seeing also from this episode as well. Um, but I would say really exciting. Um, and like I said, I did predict that this was going to happen. Um, I've seen episodes like this before. It's kind of like a gimmick for cartoons, I think. Um, but like I said, overall exciting. I think this was a pretty good episode overall. Um, and poor Breakfast Bot or poor Dennis that he had to go through all of that. But like I said, he may not have been. He might. He might not have died. His arm just came out of that soup. I'm pretty sure he's still alive to say. We shall. Yeah, shall we say? Um, pre- you never know. You never know until the end. You know, you you, you never know until um, we see him in the future. Where um, I, actually, like Dennis would actually make for a great effective villain of the Casagrandes. Like I can imagine, like Dennis himself being like the number one uh, antagonist, the number one bad guy mm. of the show. But mm. however, it it is for good reasons though, uh, because at the end of the day. Uh, Ronnie Ann, her cousin, and her and her, Ronnie Ann and her cousins were being way too lazy and like treating him as a slave. So I'd like to think of it more as a sympathetic villain route. Yeah, mm, that's that's that. true. That that'd be that'd be really funny if like Dennis became like the main villain of the Casagrandes. Like the fact that the Casagrandes has a main villain. <laughs> I just thinking about that makes me so, like they're real superhero show now. Supposed, I thought this was supposed to be a nice show, you know? They're yeah. all about family and stuff. I didn't know that there's a person who hates the family. Yeah, well, Breakfast I mean, bot. remember like Sergio murdered a chicken, and now we have like a a, a vicious uh, robot come chi- back for revenge. And the chicken was like haunting that family too in that club. Exactly, like, oh, this show's weird. <laughs> you thought we had it all bad. Yeah. Now we get to see a robot that may not be dead. That could be out for revenge again. I, I I would not be surprised if we have another episode about Breakfast Just imagine, or... like, just imagine telling this to your friends who've never seen the Casa Grandes. It's like, hey, uh, there was this episode where like we have a uh, uh, like a, uh, a a bird murdering a chicken and a robot wants revenge. 
people will think we're weird because <laughs> it's a show. <laughs> I would yeah, love like, like a honestly, sequel episode. Like that should be the that should be the true Sid episode of the show. Is Breakfast Bot or Dennis coming back to for his revenge and Sid tries to redeem him somehow? That'd be I really like, fun. I think it would be something where like Sid would have to be in the rest. Everyone have to go to the rescue and actually. Oh my like, gosh! I just thought of something. Programize um the Breakfast Bot. Yeah. I just thought of something. You know, she said she she could rebuild Breakfast Bot, right? So what if in that episode Breakfast Bot or Dennis, like let's say Dennis, he comes back. And he only, like, obviously he hates the Casa Grandes, but doesn't hate Sid. So he wants to go back to Sid to try to, try to like, you know, be redeemed or whatever. And then he finds out he's been replaced by another breakfast bot. It'll be oh. like a Toy Story 3 with Lotso, where he was oh. replaced and he yeah. turns evil. Oh my god. <laughs> Casa Grandes! Take those! <laughs> and then yes. episode happens! It's my, I, it's my idea! I, I, I'm taking credit! That's what happens! But that would be amazing! Yeah. Imagine them trying to build up that scenario, and if it ends up being, if it ends up coming true, we have you to thank for it. All I'm saying. Yes, I mean that sounds amazing. Like, okay, I I, I don't know where I come from, but yeah, <laughs> like if that happens, I'm taking the credit, Casagrandes. But you heard from me first. <laughs> um, Abris, <laughs> Abris is real quick. Um, you know, it was a fun episode. I liked the premise of it because you know we see the uh, show, like Nate said, we see shows do this. Like, the, the name of it, I Breakfast Bot, reminded me of I Annoyed Grunt uh, I, I annoyed Grunt Bot from The Simpsons, which is one of my favorite Homer and Bart episodes. So when I first heard about I Breakfast Bot, I thought it was going to be a Sid-focused episode, but then ended up, wow. ended up being, oh, let's have Breakfast Bot or Dennis do our chores. It's hard to say which one is what, but um, let's have Breakfast Bot do our chores. But then, like, you know, uh, now he turned it evil. And it reminded me of an episode in Darkwing Duck where uh, Megavolt takes over, like, because he's an electrical villain, he takes over all the appliances, they start attacking Darkwing. That's what it reminded me of, just taking over all the appliances somehow. Like, I don't know how this works in the Casa Grandes, because cartoon physics of, like, how did that work? That he was able to control everything in the house, but it was still a really funny episode, just the premise of it. Just the idea of a robot taking over, trying to, like, you know, destroy the Casa Grandes. And again, we don't know if Dennis is dead yet and might come back for revenge. And if there is an actual episode where he comes back for revenge. I want it to be a Sid episode where he tries to redeem him. But, you know, overall, like, just the, the premise is really funny. Like, this is a funny episode. And again, all the Sidani vibes, of course. Just them, just cute Sidani vibes. But, yeah, no, really funny episode. I liked it. I really did too. Yeah, I, I, I like I said, I love the whole um, twist, the whole commentary about you know humans exploiting um, machines, electronics for their own good. And another thing that I've observed is that I do love how the villains and the antagonists of the Casa Grandes uh, between the chicken and Dennis, like they're actually the villains. They're the monsters of the Casa Grandes' own creation like in a way um the casa grandes themselves created these monsters like sergio made the chicken the bad guy and the casa grandes themselves made dennis the bad guy Ooh, yeah. I, I like I this they're the monsters of their own making like, they're the monsters of their own making yeah wow that's a deep meeting i like that <laughs> very deep meeting we got going here <laughs> all right so then we're gonna jump over to uh, the next episode which uh, which is dynamic do over, 
uh, when Carl dreams are, are crushed uh, after meeting El Falcone, Bobby decides to take on the role himself. So, personally, I think this episode is the is one of the best episodes this week next to other best, but what did you guys think of Dynamic Do-Over? Uh, I'll go first on this one, because I think this is actually one of my favorite episodes, because, yeah, I, I can feel for Carl, because you know, you always see him loving El Falcon, watching the show, being obsessed with it, but having his dreams shattered, where he, where that El Falcon actor said, like, yeah, start, sorry to be a big jerk to Carl, and of course... Heroes aren't real. That quote pretty much broke his heart. And then just seeing how Carl in angst, just throwing away all the Al Falcon stuff, like the puzzle, the posters and all that. And it, it just makes you feel like, okay, Carl really did get heartbroken there. But at the same time, you also get to see Bobby who, you know, continues to be that big brother. And you've seen that before in Sink or Swim. And here we go again with uh, Bobby continuing to be that big brother of Carl. And I think he did it so much better here in this episode where he just dresses up as El Falcon, stage a fake robbery and stage his whole, stage the whole family to um, become villains of uh, that series that Carl loves in El Falcon. So you got to see Carlota dress up as one of the villains. You get to see Carlos dress up as one of the villains. You even get to see Rosa also dress up as one of the villains. And it all leads up to an epic battle. It all leads up to an epic like showdown and, just makes Carl so impressed with what was going on with Al Falcone. But at the same time, you also get to see a real life uh, robbery actually happen. So Bobby has to stage that, has to play along with it as well. And I just love the fact that like Al Falcone still uh, like understands why he was Al Falcone, why the actor just wanted to be like that hero. And it was crazy how at the end he uh, rescues them and just shows off for Carl seeing that. He's that he's that hero that he imagines makes Carl just absolutely loves El Falcon more. So I, I must say, like, absolutely an amazing episode for Bobby and Carl. Um, a big brother, big 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 brother, little brother moments that have been happening here, and I just I just feel like these kind of episodes are what makes this Casa Grande just so great. Just having these episodes like this, like having uh, personal interactions between Bobby and Carl, or like having other family members along with them, and they really work out. So. Um, just taking back from Slicker Swim and having Dynamic Do-Over come in, um, most definitely um, so much better mm-hmm. when it comes to a bro- when it comes to the brotherly relationship between Carl and uh, Bobby. So um, great emphasis on the, on that relationship and just great emphasis on how family works here and just how impactful family is when it comes to a when it comes to a family member that's just down in the dumps and all. Um, I have to say one of the best episodes of this week, and I really am proud to see how uh, I'm really proud to see how this uh, bonding bonding relationship between Bobby and Carl is. All right, go ahead, Omid. Okay, now I am very very excited to talk about this episode because let me tell you, out of all the eight episodes that we are going to be talking about in this podcast, Dynamic Do Over is my most favorite one of them all. I'm dead serious. Like it ranks number one for me in this week's Casa Grande episode rankings. And it is most definitely one of my favorite Casa Grande's episodes ever. Like it's honestly, it ranks among my top three favorite Casa Grande episodes of all time. It is that good. Like everything about this episode is just so wholesome. It's just so action packed. It's so thrilling. It's it's so heartwarming, just like from every single aspect, every single angle, like just puts a smile on my face. Now, for the superhero aspect, I really do love that 
they really nailed down um, all these homages to the old comics um, from the 50s and 60s, such as uh, Batman, uh, such as Spider-Man, such as, you know, all the famous superheroes that we all know and love. I, I, I really love that it's a mesh of, you know, all of these um, comics together. Like uh, you got Commissioner El, Commissioner El Gordo, which is kind of a homage to Commissioner Gordon from the Batman mythos. Um, you also got um, La Cobra, who heavily reminds me of uh, the lizard from uh, Spider-Man. Uh, by the way, Carlota as La Cobra is one of the most attractive things I have ever seen. And just all around, I love the color scheme that they went through um, where uh, Bobby supposedly fights these bad guys. Um, just like the, the color scheme, the bright red, the bright yellow, like it reminded me heavily of, of all, the, all the old comics that, um, that were published during the time. So I really like that they got, they really nailed that like to a T. And also, on another side, we got uh, the actor of El Falco himself. Uh, like, of course, he gets fed up. Uh, he gets a bit tired of all these crazy fanboys, um, you know, coming up to him asking millions of questions. So, of course, um, while it was a bit herky-jerky of him to snap at Carl like that, you can, like, while you do condemn him, you can't understand where he's coming from because, you know, he's trying to you know, have as much patience as possible, but then it gets kind of tested with these fanboys. But you can't really blame Carl for it because, you know, he's a kid after all. He believes superheroes are real. So you kind of see it from both sides. But then um, but then at the end, he comes to realize, he comes to learn that his true purpose of being a hero is to help others uh, in more ways than one. Uh, not just by saving them, but also by giving them hope, giving them, uh, someone to look up to so i really do like that it's not just uh the main characters that learn the lesson it's also el falcon the actor himself that comes to learn his own lesson as well and then there's also the family aspect um that's the most wholehearted part because um you really do see bobby at his most sweetest at and also bobby at his probably at his best because um you, you can really see the lengths that he goes through in order to keep Carl happy, in order to uh, keep him believing in El Falcon, because El Falcon is what makes Carl happy. It's what gives him hope at the end. So I really do like that, like like I said, Bobby goes through many lengths, like from taking Carl to the comic shop to condemn, condemning uh, the actor uh, after he snaps at Carl, to even to cosplaying as El Falcon, uh, to even getting his family to help him with this goal to uh, cheer up Carl. Like, you can tell that Bobby's intentions are totally in the right place. And even when um, Carl uh, himself finds out about the whole ruse, uh, you can see how upset Carl is on him. The thing is, is that we know that Bobby's intentions are in the right place. Uh, he may have done it, like, through a bit of a dis dishonest way but the thing is it was the only way to keep carl's hopes up it was the only way to keep carl's happiness up so you know honestly this is something you just gotta applaud him for that on honestly uh and also and, and like and also the chase scene the action scenes like i said um they're both really thrilling 
thrilling to watch. They're just really fun to watch overall. However, it's also uh, the family aspect, the heartwarming aspects that also hold this episode up. It's honestly the best of both worlds, pretty much. And all these reasons and much more are why I consider uh, Dynamic Do-Over uh, my personal favorite episode of this week, even outranking Utter Mess and also um, top three episodes right alongside Croaked and Guilt Trip. Yeah, wow. Um, I have to echo like what you said there because I actually gave Dynamic Do-Over a 10 out of 10, which... I barely give to any episodes of The Loud House of the Casa Grandes because, personally, I I don't think that, like, to me, the show never has, like, a perfect episode where I give it a perfect score. Because the last time I ever gave a perfect score to an episode in The Loud House was Game Off because that episode really just blew me away with the ending. And here, this episode, again, like, Other Mess, to me, is my favorite episode of Season 2, or one of my favorite episodes of Season 2. But that's not, but like, when we talk about it, to me, it's not a perfect episode. This episode, to me, is a perfect episode. Because they did, they moved from Sleek or Swim, where we had Bobby and Carl in that episode, that this episode, they continued to develop the relationship and the bond between Bobby and Carl, where Bobby is, like, a big brother to Carl, where Bobby did all of this for Carl, like, he... He let he had Carl go see his hero, which was really sweet. Like that, he actually let him go to the comic shop and meet his hero. And Carl was so excited, but when he found out that his hero wasn't who he thought he was going to be, Bobby even called out the actor. He's like, "Dude, that was not cool." Like Bobby stood up for Carl, and that was amazing. And then when Carl you know, was giving up and throwing all throwing his stuff all away. Bobby was trying to figure out ways to get Carl to believe in El Falcon again, to where he dressed up as the hero and got all the Casa Grandes to follow in his plan with the with dressing up as the super super villains and helping him out with um you know, pretending there was a robbery and stuff. And again, all the lengths that Bobby went to do this for Carl. And when Carl found out that Bobby was lying, you know, Carl was really upset. But Bobby was like, Well, I was doing this so you would just believe again. And I really love that the actor who played El Falcon was trying to figure out, well, why am I still doing this? And it wasn't until, like, he saw Bobby talking to Carl about this that he realized exactly why he's doing this. Because kids like Carl need somebody to look up to. They need heroes because Carl's eight years old. And so finding that a fictional superhero on TV is his true hero and someone he looks up to and praises and admires and has, like, helps him go through with life is something very, like, really, you know, special to Carl. So when Carl found out that his hero wasn't who he, who he thought he was and was upset and was going to, like, you know, not believe him anymore, like, this episode really reminded me of um, Argue for Real from the Loud House where Lincoln had to make uh, Clyde believe in, uh, in Arg again after finding out the ghosts weren't real. Whereas here, like, it felt more genuine because of how much Bobby went to have Carl believe in El Falcon again and then the, the actor say, like, thank you for helping me remember why I'm playing this actor in the first place. So kids can believe in me and believe in something. And it was just super sweet. Like, I really love the relationship between Bobby and Carl. They've done such a great job. Like, I love Sleek or Swim, except for the poop jokes. But this episode, they did such a great job. And I agree. This is one of the best episodes of season two, in my opinion, next to Other Mess and Guilt Trip. They're like, like three-way tie for me of best season two episodes like like i i knew i would love this episode because bobby and carl 
but it was fantastic. Again, all the references to 60s Batman was wonderful. Like, again, Commander Gordo, love that. Like, I love what a superhero aesthetics. The way they did some um, styles with, the, with, like, the comic book style was wonderful. Like, it just, they did such a great job with this episode, and I loved it. Really loved it. Like, it's, it's a part, like, to me, it's a perfect episode. Yeah, honestly, like, I definitely agree. And especially for someone like me who is, who is a pretty big fan of um, superhero media. Like, um, you know, I love the Marvel movies. I love My Hero Academia. I love uh, the DC shows, DC content, uh, the Batman Arkham games and all that stuff. Like, as a fan of superhero media in general, like, this is another thing that, you know, really elevates this episode for me. It's just, um, it really does touch my heart, uh, not just as a Comsa Grandes fan, uh, not just as a fan of, you know, family bonding episodes, but also as a superhero fan uh, myself. Like, it touches me in all the, all the right ways. Yeah, I yeah, absolutely most agree. Most definitely. I mean, like I said, uh, family episodes just like these, uh, we need more of this around here in the Casa Grandes, and this definitely hits home <laughs> most... Uh, <laughs> it's definitely most home here. Absolutely, because, like, I've loved that Bobby's gotten some good episodes with the family this season. Like, again, Guilt Trip is one of my favorite episodes from this season, because we haven't had a Bobby and Roddy Ann episode about their sibling relationship so that episode was just like, again, perfect because it was a Bobby and Roddy in episode and they got to do some bonding helping their mother out. And here, Bobby again being a good big brother to Carl with helping him believe in Alpha Code again. Like, I love the development of Bobby's, um, you know, character and how he really cares about the family, especially like, again, like Carl not being his like biological brother, like, you know, Roddy and is his biological sister, but the fact that he has this like brotherly, brotherly relationship with Carl is amazing like i love again like you said family episodes are the best episodes so i absolutely agree they they just they, it's a great episode oh yeah most definitely all right, i agree 100 so, yeah. all right so we're gonna move on to the next episode which is home improvements uh laird is nervous to host movie night at his house so rodian helps him pretend arturo's pad is his own so this episode yeah. Oh, God, yeah. Boy. This episode. Let's let's, let's just let's is, just let's just put the cat out of the bag here. This episode. Let's just put the cat out of the bag here. Let's um, just say no, real please quick. Please no ships. Please no ships of what happened in this episode. Yeah. <laughs> one thing: do not ship. Oh, no one. It, do not ship. Yeah. Laird X Rodian is not a real thing. <laughs> it is just a joke. It's not a real thing. Okay, they were just pretending. It's not a real thing, guys. Larry Next Friday is not a thing. We all know who Roddy Ant belongs to. Two oh, of them. Okay. Yes. <laughs> imagine this. Like, imagine if this is the first time seeing a Casa Grande's episode, right? And yeah. the very first episode that see is Home Improvement. And I'm and then I'm just like, okay, don't get any wrong ideas, okay? Yeah, Do yeah. Not... <laughs> like people like I remember some seen it up. Like, I remember people saw the, these images out of context, and they were, like, asking me, is this a real thing? Like, no, it's a joke. It's not a real thing. Rodian <laughs> is with Lincoln, or Sid, or both, you know, whoever you ship, whoever's the, the ship to you. But, like, no, Rodian has two other options. Not Laird. It's just a joke. <laughs> but I'm still, I'm still curious as like, to... Like... No, go ahead. Sorry. to Nikki. Give Laird to Nikki, okay? Just saying. Yes, yes, give Laird to yes. Nikki, yes. My friend Adri has, like... 
made the the Nikki X Laird ship go off, and I I absolutely approve of that ship. Or Nikki, or not Nikki. Oh yeah, uh, Laird X. I've, I've seen I've seen the ship. I also seen some fan art uh, from Laird and Nikki, and I think that's a cute couple to yeah. ship with. But no, Laird and Rodian, not a thing. Laird does not like Rodian. <laughs> Like, I remember... <laughs> although, like although, I... although, I mean, like, it's convincing. I mean, like, they were really convincing throughout the episode because they were all just saying, like, ooh, whenever, yeah, like, Laird sits with Ronnie Ann. <laughs> yeah, like, that's the thing, like... <laughs> that's that Sid was into that, too, and I'm like, Sid! Yeah, I'm like, why is Sid into this? Yeah, like, wait a minute, Sid, yeah, Audie, like... hello? Why is uh, Sid liking okay. this? <laughs> I thought Sid would be like, but I thought I was Ronnie Ann's girlfriend. Why are you shipping her with Laird? Aren't you Shapiro with me? Come on. <laughs> you know, it's just so weird. Yeah, it's like, like, it. like she kind of objected to Ronnie Ann being in love with Lincoln back in Horoscope. So I'm just like, okay. So she objected to Ronnie Ann being with Lincoln in Horoscope, but yet she's 100% okay with this? Yeah, that's, that's so weird. It's like, a, <laughs> again, character consistency. What's that? You know? What's the character <laughs> that's another problem for the Casa Grandes. Ooh. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I, with the characters. I feel like she was just going along with it because just because the gang were shipping them. But, like, that just gave me a whole idea of, well, now I understand why Radia doesn't want Lincoln to be in love with her or vice versa. Because if she told them that she likes Lincoln, they're all just going to tease her about it. So, I totally understand Radia not wanting to say anything, but, you know, like, the fact that Nikki's the shipper, though, <laughs> like, <laughs> it's a different side, it's a different side for Nikki, because, like, you, yeah. never, you always see Nikki as the top boy who loves to skate, um, but you never see the girly side of Nikki, where she just, like, loves romance, too, so, whenever she, he, whenever she sees the ship, you can totally see that she's absolutely into it, so, yeah. Nikki, um, so I guess you have some uh, hidden feelings for a couple ships there, I I would imagine. <laughs> yeah, Nikki, uh, I hate to tell this to you, Nikki, but uh, you weren't shipping the right cannon ship. Once you find out what the just real wait, cannon ship I guess is, it, just wait. Wait until we wait until she sees Ronnie Ann and Lincoln. Then yeah, ooh, once she oh, sees, oh, oh yes, yes. <laughs> I'm just saying, once she finds out Lincoln wants to skateboard for Ronnie, and she's gonna be like, oh my god, you know, uh, yeah, how sweet. I'm, and then she gets her high, her, her eyes comes in. <laughs> like I am just waiting for that to happen. I'm honestly one of the main things I'm hyping for in the new comics now is just seeing Nikki's uh, shipper side. Yes, yes. I, I want Nikki shipper so badly. Like, now that I've seen that, like, the friend, like, her, like, Rodian's friends are huge shippers, like, please, like, please bring Lincoln back into the show, and he meets the friends again just so they can start shipping Rodian and Lincoln together. That's all I want now with this potential of that. But, um, yeah. Uh, besides that, <laughs> besides that, um, what'd you guys think of we have the first Laird focus episode. What do you guys think of Laird getting his own episode? Uh, I mean, you go first on this one. <clears throat> okay, now, my thoughts on Laird himself. Honestly, I find him a pretty eh, sort of character. Like, I feel that he's there just to fill up the spot uh, as the sixth member of Ronnie's own gang because, you know... Recently, Stella was a sixth member of Lincoln's game, so, you know, you got to have, like, an equal amount of gang members, you know, like, uh, Lincoln squad, Ronnie Ann squad, and all that. Now, Laird himself is trying to be pretty mad, because I feel that um, he serves as nothing more than to be a, um, how do I put it? 
Uh, how, how, what's what's the word I'm looking for? Like a pudgy um, bag? A pudgy bag? He serves us. He serves us nothing more than a punchy bag. Yeah, like he's just there uh, just to get hurt and all the wacky things. And the thing is, uh, having that type of trope, having that kind of archetype character isn't actually a bad idea as long as you do more with it. Um, because uh, Eugene, hey Arnold, like like he's a punchy bag himself. Like he's the jinx. Like we all know he gets hurt, but he gets hurt in more creative ways than one. And unlike Laird, Eugene has more layers to his character, uh, where uh, he always he's always optimistic. He looks on the bright side. Um, he knows when he's been betrayed. You know, hence Eugene goes bad. Um, there's just uh, Eugene all around is like a much more interesting character. He was more of a character, whereas Laird, I feel that his only purpose is just to be the sixth member of the gang and just to be a punchy bag for to get her for comic relief, and that's pretty much it. Now, in terms of how he held his own episode, I have to say that um, to say that it was pretty serviceable. You know, it was nice to see him um, have his own episode. And I and I felt that not not one of the best, but certainly fun to watch. Like, well, mainly because you got Ronnie Ann's own friends, uh, other friends, like pretty much. Um, like having their own set of humor, having their own set of laughs. Um, another thing I should mention about Laird is that for some reason his voice kind of irks me. Like he always has this nervous, high-pitching voice whenever he speaks. I honestly don't know why. I mean, it, it's not like it's not like he has anything to be nervous about. Well, of course, of course, other than the fact that he pretends that Arturo's room is is his own house. But really, that's really about it. Even before that, he always has that voice, and it's kind of annoying. Did you see what I mean? <laughs> I, I, I do love the, the yeah. climax, though, with the evil hat man. Uh, uh, just the like, sure, it may have been done before with a horror trope where, um, where you kind of well, Lobhouse kind of did this too with Price of Admission, where Lincoln watches a scary movie and then he thinks that like um, the harvester is out again, like the har har. Har, har, harvester, and then it turns out to be like all fake. The same thing here. I I do like that they had their own twist on it, um, with uh, Arturo trying to get into the house, and then um, the Ronnie and her friends thinking, "Oh my God, the evil hat man's here! Let's run!" Um, uh, it was just really fun to see. It was uh, because you could feel that. You know, you're watching like a legitimate horror themed episode. It, it, it's definitely perfect for Halloween, definitely. Oh, and also um, another thing I should point out is, um, oh, oh my God, the, the twist at the end where where Laird is somehow like lives in a luxurious place. Um, uh, I'm just thinking, I kind of saw it coming because look at the way the guy dresses. Look at the way this kid dresses. Look at that. He he dresses like he's in prep school or something. Like he's, um, like he's at this uh, boarding school, in a sense. So, I was a bit, bit confused as to why he would be embarrassed that he would have to hide um his place um, like in the first place. <laughs> why would he have to hide his house in the first place? Uh, but especially like given that you know. You can't really hide. It's not. There's no reason to hide it because, well, look at this place. It's rich. It's luxurious and all that. 
But then I thought back to an episode of South Park where uh, Token gets ripped on for being rich and Token sort of feels ashamed of it, feels ashamed of being like an upper class boy hanging out with middle class boys. I think that that Laird sort of shares this dilemma where uh, he's sort of ashamed of of his his class, his status as a rich boy hanging out with middle class or poor friends. So I'm sort of thinking that's where they're going with. So so honestly, it's one of those things where like I sort of question it, but I sort of understand it at the same time. Oh, and also, yeah, um, that's my thoughts on home improvement. And no, no, don't think of the Tim Allen sitcom. We're not talking about the Tim <laughs> Allen sitcom. We're talking about the Casa Grande sitcom. Yeah. Okay. There you go. <laughs> I love how they. I love how they put the same title for that too. It's like home improvement. Home improvement. Wait, that '90s show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, me. I want to say real quick. Thank you for mentioning South Park because, like, I'm a new fan of South Park now. But and uh, Butters is best boy. <laughs> so yeah, I, I knew what you were talking about South Park. Opinion: Carbon is best boy, but Butters is up there. Butters <laughs> is best Butters. boy. Butters, Butters is an innocent is boy. Butters is innocent, okay? Just, Butters is best boy! <laughs> but Carp is cool, too. Okay. But Butters is best boy. <laughs> All right. Uh, <laughs> uh, Nate, what about you? Yeah. Um, so I would have to say, um, coming into this, yeah, um, this was, I mean, it was kind of like pointed out there that the synopsis was going to be a Laird episode. So, I mean, a more focused episode for Laird, and which is interesting because, yeah, we always get to see some focused episode for char- for some side characters, but out of the whole friend group, Laird would be that person. We didn't have a Nikki episode. We didn't have a um, we didn't have a Samir episode or even a Sid episode. So, you know, there's no focus episodes on those best friends. When are we gonna have those? Uh, we've been always questioning about that Sid uh, Sid focused episode for so long. But I guess we'll go with Laird at the moment. But yeah, um, I thought that was actually not a bad episode. I mean, I understand Laird's point of like you know. Coming into the episode, we're thinking that Laird's epi- Laird's uh, house was just a dump or something. So we, you know, obviously had to, we had to go through the whole thing where Laird just takes over um, Arturo's house, and Arturo. I mean, yeah, Arturo's on vacation, and Laird just takes over their house and just gets a movie over there. And the other thing, what, the other thing that's crazy about it too is that um, the whole sequence where Arturo does come back home and the whole Hat Man. Uh, synopsis happens where they're all thinking that they're a part of the Hatman movie now, and they're all trying to make sure that that Hatman guy doesn't come in. Um, I thought that was pretty cool that they have some moments there where they try to get Arturo to not go into the house or try to capture him or not uh, not get not take over uh, what's happening with the friends and all. Uh, but it turned. But when they revealed that it was Arturo, they had to apologize and all that kind of stuff. But why, but I love the fact that Laird. Uh, stood up to himself and said, like, yeah, this is not my place, but you know what? I'm not shy anymore. I'm going to show you guys my place. And it makes sense why um, he decided to just not, you know, to not show that place. Because, like, yeah, from when you come into the episode, you just think that Laird is, like, a person who doesn't love a good house. But it turns out that he actually does have a fancy house, maybe fancier than every other house that the rest of the squad has. So that's another point there where, you know, you don't want to get... um, you don't want to be like that old show offy person, because if you turn out to be a show offy person, you'll have a you'll have a lot of people take advantage of you. And I just hope that Laird doesn't get into that sort of situation in upcoming episodes for the Casa Grandes. And FYI, um, with the whole place of with the whole place of Laird just being full, uh, being a mansion and just 
the fact that the water fountain is actually layered himself, I kind of feel like it's actually his place. Like his parents probably bought it for him. I'm like, wow, you or your parents must be hella loaded or something. Um, or you're and, and and yeah, you're loaded yourself too. So where has this been? And another thing too is that <laughs> I, yeah, another thing too is that is there going to be probably another episode where we get to see Laird probably back at his house or something? They're probably going to be hanging out more at Laird's house more than any other house I would imagine. So the next movie night is probably going to be all in Laird's place. Who knows? But um, <laughs> yeah, but yeah, a learning lesson for like people who watch this episode. Like yeah, um, you don't need to be so shy to show off like who you are uh, when it comes to places or when it comes to like seeing how your class is, whether middle class or very rich and fancy. Um, so as long as the, uh, as long as your friends are uh, okay with who you are, then that's the point of the whole episode. Just to, just to say that, Hey, they're not going to judge you for how you rank or how low you are, or how middle class you are. They, they'll judge you who of a person you are. And that's, uh, I think what the focus was here in this episode. So uh, great, great, uh, episode that these uh that the writers did point out here and i think this was a pretty good uh episode just to revolve around that uh focus uh, around that uh topic yeah. i also love that at the end I, I also loved arturo's line at the end where like after they're in laird's mansion arturo's like can i pretend this is my place i laughed so <laughs> hard at that, at that line i laughed so hard <laughs> I still think one of the funniest, well, well two of the fun. oh, actually, there's a lot of funny lines in this episode. One of my favorites is, like, at the end when they confront Laird about the thing, Casey just goes, wait a minute, so you're not in love with Ronnie yet? And Laird just rolls his eyes. <laughs> that was really funny. Priorities, like, right? Priorities, priorities much. Right? Yeah, it's like, <laughs> guys, I know you want to ship Ronnie in with somebody, okay? We got somebody for her. Just calm down, guys. Wait later. <laughs> um, I even, no, like, we, no, go we got someone... We got someone much better, by the way. We got yeah. we already Ronnie Ann already has a man that's so much better. Wrong L name, by the guy by the way, guys. Wrong L name. Not 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 Laird. We got another L name for for Ronnie Ann. Okay. Um <laughs> I, <laughs> I also liked when um when Nikki was like, if I don't make it out alive, Sid gets my skateboard and Sid's like, Yes. And then like Ronnie Ann was like, Sid gets my skateboard. Why does she need two skateboards? <laughs> or, or I love like, that one too. That's a lot of funny lines. <laughs> or like when uh, when Sid was like, uh, "Oh my gosh, you got the smooth the the juicer. Make me a smoothie, Laird." <laughs> this is a really funny episode. Like, oh, especially the best line where Roddy and is uh, opening up the drawer, and Casey goes, "Are you jiggling it?" And she goes, "You see me jiggling." <laughs> 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 Like, that was oh cute. My God. Yeah, it's <laughs> like giggling. This is a funny yeah. episode. I have a lot of great one liars in this episode. Really funny. But, you know, like, it was nice to get a Lair focus episode because, like you said, he's basically the Stella of the group, and Stella got her own focus episode. So, why not Lair, the newest member of the group? And we all knew in the end he'd be rich just because of the way he dresses. He pretty much is, you know, comes from a rich family, so it makes sense that he'd be. That he'd probably be ashamed of being rich because, like, oh, if my friends find out I'm rich, they would just like me for being rich, you know? So, I mean, obviously, they're probably just gonna, like, scrap the whole, let's share movie night. No, we're just gonna have it at Laird's place. It's fine. Like, don't need to share anymore. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, you know, it's cool that they, like, start to explore the other characters. 
I just wish we could have just gotten a Sid episode before Laird. Like, Sid deserves it. Not, I, I hate to say it, Sid deserves it more than Laird, but Sid's the secondary main character of the Casa Grandes, and I don't know why Adelaide and Laird got episodes before her, but, you know, it's cool that Laird got a focus episode. He's not the most interesting character of the bunch, just a stereotype that's, like, the nerdy, you know, kid who always gets hurt and stuff, but it's cool they, like, you know, gave him an episode, we learned more about him, but I feel like the other squad members, like Nikki or Sid, of course, need an episode more than Laird, but, you know, it's nice that they just did this one episode, always just, just the one episode, I mean, I mean yeah, they're one fine, but I'd rather they just focus on the other characters first before we get another Laird episode. Yeah, it was weird, that the order was weird, you know, why Laird before all the more just seeing more better characters of Ronnie Ann's group. But why, like I why said, Laird, why Laird like I said, Sid? that's my question. Why yeah. Laird over Sid? <laughs> I uh, guess yeah, they I just know. haven't like figured out what to do with Sid. Cause like, like Sid, when Sid did an episode, she makes everything better. But it's like, how do we make like a really good character, a really great episode, you know? Cause Sid's already a great character on her own, but like, what would a full episode about her be like? You know, because it's like right. a very anticipated. Th they have to make a perfect episode for all of us to enjoy. That's focused on one of the best characters. So, like, how do you do that? I don't know. Like, I'm hoping it's like a full episode about the Changs and not just Sid, but you're just to do a Sid episode, like where it's like the Clyde episode where Clyde was the focus and Lincoln was the support. If you just do a Sid episode with Roddy and as a support, then you then that's 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 good. But if you do a chain, uh, the one with just to focus on the Changs would be cool too. Like they have, they probably haven't figured it out yet. But maybe this season will finally get that Sid episode. What I want to see personally is actually a Sid episode with Adelaide. I want to see a Chang yes. sister episode. Yes. Yes. Oh my god. Because it's it's sad that Adelaide got an episode before Sid. That's just kind of sad, <laughs> you know. Like I don't, I don't, I don't know why. And, and, and Sid and Adelaide barely hang out, and they're sisters. Sid yeah. always hangs well, out with I mean, like, you could, you could probably put Cursed, not Cursed, Croaked as one of those episodes, because they did hang out with each other, but it well, was, like, more of really. uh, Sid and Ronnie Ann. It was more Sid Audie than uh, Sid and... I right. would actually, like, the closest we got to them hanging out was in the ARC episodes, in um, uh, Room for Improvement, when they yeah, hung out at the one. park. I remember... I remember, yeah. But when they were playing it. in the sandcastle, the, the sandbox. They were playing yeah, in the sandbox. that was pretty much it. But yeah, I, I feel like if they can have like a sister episode with the Changs, that'd be really cute to see. Yeah, because as much as I like the Carl and Adelaide relationship, if he, it, like, I'd like to see Adelaide and Sid have a sister episode. Just do that, because I waited so long for the Bobby and Ronnie episode, we finally got it. So like, just do a Sid episode or an episode with the Changs. Yeah. Okay, so let's move on to the next episode, Undivided Attention. Uh, Carlota can't seem to pay attention to anything but her phone, so Carlo sets her up with a math tutor. So, I... This episode, I have a lot to say, but uh, what do you guys think of the Carlota episode? <laughs> oh, boy. Um, I had to mention a lot of things. Uh, I know that in our cyber... In our uh, Casa Live chat that we had last... Uh, yesterday, um, we... I can't say much about this episode because I, I, I really don't like how the Carlota episodes are running right now. Because, I mean, yeah, she's, we get to see Carlota. She's a, we get 
I, I just need to see more of Carlota because we just see her mostly as an influencer, getting on her phone, talking to people, live streaming, um, all this kind of stuff. Um, anything more impactful for Carlota in this episode? Not really necessarily. I mean, all we get to see is that she's just absolutely distracted with her phone. And she has this math tutor. By the way, uh, representation for Native Americans. So a huge shout out to that episode. Um, because Native Americans need to be more uh, representative, especially when it comes to like cartoons. So um, uh, for that teacher, um, I would say that was a proud moment for Native Americans for sure. Uh, but besides that, um, Carlota really didn't have much to say here. It's just more like she's just on her phone, getting distracted. Plus at the same time, she wants to get that tutor away from her. And the other thing too is that, yeah, we get the point that she's absolutely distracted on everything because she was thinking that that person that uh, Carlos hooked her, hooked her up with was going to be her date. But no, it's just a tutor. She was just to tutor her for her finals, but she never realized that. And I'm like, okay, so you're pretty much were scatterbrained throughout the whole episode until that moment where you realize, oh, you have to study for your finals and you have to go back to your tutor and actually say, hey, let's go get this done and get straight Bs. So, yeah, I mean disappointed with the fact that this is a Carlota episode that could have had more emphasis on Carlota because we've had episodes like VIP then Shortcut that had some potential where Carlota could have had more character development or something that could have uh, emphasized uh, Carlota a whole lot more but to each their own and this one didn't really help out with uh, Carlota's impact on like, having her having a better role in the Casa Grandes so uh, I mean, I really like Carlota. I think she's an awesome character, but what you're showing me right now is she's just, she's still an influencer. She's still hooked on her phone. She's just absolutely like um, one of those girls that always loves to be um, like an influencer, like being live streamed on her phone or, you know, all that kind of stuff. Um, you got to give me something more than that. Maybe like a family moment with Carlota or something like that. Um, I know that they could, they're having more episodes in season two, so let's just hope that there'll be more Carlota episodes that could be very much impactful to her character uh, in the next uh, upcoming episodes for the season. But yeah, disappointed with this Carlota episode. I just hope more Carlota episodes can get more focus on her. But yeah, disappointed. <clears throat> okay, so I guess I'll go next. All right. Yeah, go ahead. Yes, now, yep. All right, now... To all the Blonde House of Casa Grande's fans, to, to all the listeners out there, may I, may, I have your undi- may I have your undivided attention, please? I repeat, may I have your undivided attention, please? Yes, as sir. As I discuss this episode and why I personally believe that it's a serviceable episode. Thank you. Now, okay. the best thing about this episode, the best thing about this episode, what really holds it up for me is the message. Uh, the message being that um, you know, you can't just um, be distracted with one thing. You can't, you know, sometimes you got to put away your electronic devices uh, uh, and just, you know, focus on your goals, focus on what you're doing. And um, like I said, um, going back to the social commentary I brought up, um, where what they try to do with iBreakfastBot, here this is a similar commentary, but in a more different approach. Um, this is a episode that really does delve into the psychic of the human mind like the the human concentration because we ourselves like we ourselves we have our colora moments as well like we all have that one game uh we all have the one tv show we all have the one movie that we binge on so hard that 
our focus and our attention and our eyes are completely glued to that certain type of media. And I feel that they really nailed it with Carlota because we've seen Carlota as um, the girl who is obsessed with her phone and all that stuff. And um, especially with a game that is focused on fashion, which is what Carlota is into, it really does make sense when you when you think of her character and when you think of her love for fashion and her love for social media and all that stuff. So uh, pretty much, uh, I do like that um, the pacing of it, like um, the more and more she gets addicted to the, the game, the more and more uh, she becomes uh, less out of touch with the world. Like she becomes less and less out of touch with the real world, um, which of course, understandably frustrates her father, Carl Los. Um, I really do love Carlos's uh, role in this because uh, we've often seen characters like Rosa and we've even seen Frida put their foot down in terms of their kids. Whereas Carlos is just there for uh, to blurt out a fact or something like that to bear just for comfort belief. Here, um, he shows himself as like a disciplinary father. Um, like he shows himself like to be a tough love sort of father. Uh, he he shows himself that, you know, uh, to sort of put his foot down in terms of Carlota saying that, you know, like Carlota, uh, you're so addicted to the phone and you're throwing away your future. Uh, you need to focus on your grades, young lady, all that stuff. I really like that they finally uh, took that approach with Carlos. I would say this is one of Carlos's best episodes. <clears throat> now, some jokes are hit or miss. There are times where Carlota came off as really, really obnoxious. And it sort of irked me a little bit to see her like this. And um, while it may... It may have been irritable. It may have irritated me so much that uh, she consistently thought that it was a date. Uh, I felt that it was actually, it served a purpose to help fulfill the moral of um, the episode, uh, which is that you got to put away your devices, uh, put aside your devices, just like focus on your work. And I feel that this is a message that really needs to be taught in society. This is a moral that society itself needs because like I said, you know, we ourselves get addicted to games, shows and movies from our devices. So I feel that, you know, we're in Carlota's shoes in a sense. Uh, and also huge shout out to Charles. No, I'm not talking about Charles the dog. Okay. Wrong show, <laughs> wrong household. You know, we're not talking about that Charles. We're talking about Lakota Charles. Lakota Charles himself is actually a really likable character. You can really tell uh, that he is trying so hard to get Carlota to pay attention. Like, honestly, give this guy a medal. Give this guy a raise because, like, his patience is just, like, um, it's, it's beyond miles. Like, his patience is just way, way over the top uh, up to a point and – you know, understandably, uh, there are times where he does lose his patience, but that's because, like I said, Carlo was acting way too obnoxious over a misunderstanding, like, uh, nonetheless. So, you know, you can see that while uh, Charles has incredible patience, um, 
you know, there are times where um, he does have his limits, though. So you, Carlota has pushed those limits. So that's on her. I do like that he comes to warm up to Carlota in the end after she apologizes. And um, due to her finally focusing and paying attention on her goals and her homework, studying and all that stuff, she ends up passing with flying colors. Well, flying colors with B, Bs and stuff. But still, Bs are good grades in and of itself. Oh, and also, one more thing I got to add is that apparently Lenny is playing this for Safari game too. Like, you know, Lenny's getting in on the action too, which makes sense. She's a passionate too. So uh, all in all, um, like, I do feel that uh, the episode had some issues here and there, but it's really Carlos himself, Charles himself, and just the overall commentary and message that does uphold the episode. Wow, like... I've got to give you props, Omid. Like, you really found a good way to, like, view this episode with the message. Because I absolutely agree with the message of the episode. Like, again, it's a very, like, you know, relatable, like, message of, oh, we need to stop looking at our phones so much and getting distracted at things. Because, you know, like, like to, to say, you know, I don't get, I get, I get distracted every time, like, a new episode of Loud House of Casa Grandes comes on and, like, I don't, I don't focus on my homework or when I'm eating, I'm, like, shaking, thinking about the new episodes and stuff. So, yeah, like, you know, our, our, our media does take over our lives, especially when we're, like, very dedicated to it as fans of certain things, like, or games as Carlota did. However, like Nate said, Carlota just isn't an interesting character, and I hate that they haven't done anything interesting with her and in any episode she appears in. Like, they, they they always have to balance her out with a character that's more interesting with her to make the episode redeemable, or not redeemable, um, interesting. Like, you know, VIP, the, most, the best part of the episode was the family being funny. Shortcut, the best part of the episode was CJ, not Carlota. This episode, the best part was Charles, not Carlota to me. Like, Carlota is just, like, to me, she's just season one Lori just sucked all the personality out, and she's just there for me. She, like, she'll all, mm-hmm. like, they, they just don't do anything interesting with her character, and I don't like being negative about a character in the Casa Grandes, but they just, they just don't do anything with her, and I just, I, I, like, no, like, it's like, we need, I'm, I was like, okay, another Carlota episode, fine, I guess, and it was still, fine it was just fine like it's just like i don't like being negative towards carlota because i know a lot of people like her it's like she has an interesting design but not an interesting personality she like has a personality of a cracker and i just i want them to do more with her than just what they've been doing with her lately it's just like she does the obsess with her phone well okay well what else but you know like i like that charles was trying so hard to get her to, to not be distracted by her phone and stuff but again carlota just hasn't had any interesting episodes like ever ever since like pranks for the memories i just haven't had any attachment to her as a character and ever since then i just don't find her her episodes engaging and i i hope that in the future they finally figure out what the heck to do with carlota to make her interesting you know like that's that's my main complaint is just i just i just don't care for carlota as a character yeah, I mean, we yeah. really need to have more focused Carlota episodes. I mean, come on. I mean, like, yeah, we have three, ep- I think, like, three episodes that focus, like, on Carlota, like, her struggle. I mean, the struggles when it comes to Shortcut. I think that was one I think it was okay. Uh, but, I mean, there's got to be something more about Carlota that we need to know, that we need to know, and 
hopefully get more episodes about her, something that's a little bit more impactful for her. But at the moment, I just see her more of a, that influencer type person that kind of is a person that, I, that I'm iffy about, you know? Yeah, honestly, Carla had the potential to be the best part of the episode because, like I said, Carlota resembles us because, like like I said, we get addicted to the stuff we love as well. So um, Carlota had the opportunity to make her character, you know, relatable. I mean, she was somewhat relatable, but then, but then there were times where she came off as, you know, I wouldn't say she was bland. She was more, like, obnoxious in a way. Um, like, honestly, the best character for me was, like I said, Carlos because, you know, He's finally being a legit father in this episode. Like he's actually being a disciplinary dad. Uh, I high props to Carlos, and he set him. He set her up with Charles in the first place. So major props to that. Yeah, yeah. I don't have much to say other than I just want Carlota to get more interesting episodes. Like if they continue to give Carlota episodes, then fine. But just do something more interesting with her than just her be on her phone or being an influencer or whatever like i i suggest this on casa live i would love an episode where carlota enters a fashion show and is trying to compete against other people like making fashion designs for like celebrities like if you bring back ali brooke in the show you could have her like you know model like carlota's designs or stuff that she's making and then and then like you find out the last person in the competition who she's competing against is Lenny from the Loud House. That's the big reveal. Yeah. Like, that would be amazing. Like, that was how you do the crossover. Because, like, when I found out Lenny was doing the, the game, like, the fashion game, I'm like, oh, my God. What if you had an episode where Carlota and Lenny compete in a fashion show? Like, the big reveal would be Lenny. It's like, oh, no, it's Lenny from the Loud House. Oh, my God. That would be amazing. Like, again, Casa Grandes, I'm giving you good ideas. Write them down. I'll, t I'll take the credits. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> yes. I, I was just thinking about that. The moment you mentioned fashion rivals, the first thing that popped into my mind was Lenny. Like Lenny would be the perfect rival for Carlota. Oh my god, like I've been, waiting, I've been waiting for an episode with Lenny and Carlota. Come on, they're both fashionistas and they're both like potential influencers. So absolutely have those two together, work on something, maybe have a big time fashion television show or something and or a competition with those two. I mean that would be really epic though. Oh my gosh, like, um, yep. like, Ro like, Roddy and helping Carlota throughout the fashion show, and when the big reveal happens that it's Lenny and Lincoln's there, like, Roddy and Lincoln also have to become rivals in the episode because they're helping their, uh, oh my their God. big sisters help, and yeah, they're, like, competition. Oh, competition, competition, like, rivals to yeah. lovers, oh my God, you know? Casa Grandes, I got the ideas. There we go. Write it down. I hear the write it down. I got you. I got you again. It's, it's like it's like it's like this. Like we have a Carlota centered episode uh, where she uh, becomes a fashionista, um, but then and we're supposed to root for her, right? But then somewhere yeah. down the middle, it's revealed that Lenny is the rival, and I'm just like, well, bye bye, Carlota. Team Lenny for life. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. We're like, oh, it's Carlota episode. Lenny reveal. Oh, well, bye, Carlota. <laughs> oh, my God. That would be amazing. Like, again, that's how you do a, a cool crossover. Like, the big reveal, it's Lenny. Oh, my God. Like, oh, uh, we would love that episode that happened. Oh, my God. Or we just find out, Hell like, yeah, in the I'm first moment, it's Lenny. But, like, I would love that. Ro like, Carlota and Lenny being fashion rivals. That would be a great episode. <laughs> All right. Um, 
So we're gonna get to the big episodes, of course. We're gonna talk about the big episodes. But one epi- the big episodes, one episode great, and one episode not so great. We're talking about the not so great episode first, sadly. Um, teacher's friends. Uh, when Rodian finds out her dad is a her teacher, she teams up with Sid to break them up ASAP. So guys, um, this episode was something. <laughs> That's something, <laughs> something, right? Right, I, but I'm sure you guys have something uh, to say about it. If you want I, to I, go I, first. I, I'll go ahead and actually just go out here and just say I get I was absolutely disappointed with this episode because I was thinking that I would at the end I was thinking Arturo would have a date with Mrs. Gallardo or whatever the teacher's name is I forgot. Um, yeah, I I just felt that you know this is absolutely so strange because yeah I I understand Ronnie Ann. I mean, like, Arturo's open to dating, which is great, and I know Ronnie Ann was in on it, but the thing is, just the fact that it's her teacher makes Ronnie Ann a little irked about it, and throughout the whole episode, we get to see Ronnie Ann just try to break them up, and it's like, oh my god, Ronnie Ann, you're so out of character here, why don't you support your, why don't you support your dad, you know, dating your teacher, there's nothing wrong with that, but I can understand Ronnie Ann's point there about being embarrassed about it, because you can totally see her being embarrassed and all, but uh, just so out of character for Ronnie Anne just to break them up and it's just uh also I get to see ag- the aggressive side of Ronnie Anne again because I haven't seen that since I would imagine Copy Can't uh when she got aggressive of you know not having Carlo Carlito uh pay attention to Ronnie Anne to say um but yeah I, just throughout this whole episode Ronnie Anne I, I can't believe you can't you do something like that where they actually did break up and all so your plan worked and everything and then the other, the other thing, too, was at the end where you get to see Mrs. Gallardo and um, uh, Arturo pretty much cry about their breakup, to say. But instead, it wasn't a breakup. It's more like, oh, Arturo cried because her soccer team lost. And uh, Miss Gallardo cried because she was working on you making. I'm like, really? Uh... So this is kind of like a little cop-out that you're just saying, oh, we, we're sorry that we broke, broke you guys up. But no, you were kind of mutual about the whole breakup and all. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, god. It, was, oh, god. it was like come on really that ending <laughs> sucked okay I, I admit that that ending oh, sucked and, and then the other thing too is like also further into the ending you have to see Maria talk to a, another oh, teacher my god. and it's like okay Ronnie no 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 don't, don't mess up no, the relationship like, stuff too <laughs> she, she learned nothing her, she learned she nothing, nothing. <laughs> it's like that Milo Pony episode with Applejack I learned nothing <laughs> She learned nothing. Oh, she learned nothing in this episode, and that was just like wow, uh, nothing. This was, not a, this was not a good building episode for Ronnie Ann. Plus, the other thing too is that I was hoping that there was going to be something about the family of like why Arturo's dating and why he was okay to date, and Ronnie Ann, you know, not liking that, and you know, a big a big talk about why they divorced Maria and Arturo. But no, we didn't. We didn't get. We got disappointed by something like this. So. Yeah, um, that happened. That was an episode, and uh, I was disappointed. So that, <laughs> that's all I can say about it. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> now, um, let me just uh, go next. Uh, okay. Two words. I have two words for you. Ready to hear this? Yes. What are two words of the day? What's the words? What are they? What are the two words of the day? Yeah, what are the two words? I have two words for you. Oh, he may, he may be muted out. Are you muting, uh, Omid? What are the two words? We can't, we can't hear you. We can't hear you. 
Okay, hang on. Um, all right. Two words. Two words for you. I think he's screaming. Ah. They still, they, it doesn't want you to say the two words. <laughs> what are the two words? The, 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 the I don't know two words. I can hear the you. The suspense is killing me. What is the two words? Oh, uh, just say, just say it out loud. Just say, just say it right now. Miss opportunity. There we go. There it is. The goal, the there two words, the word of the day. <laughs> opportunity. It's just this whole episode was big, one big missed opportunity, and I'll tell you why because. You want to know what's missing in this episode? You want to know what would have enhanced this episode? What would have made it sure. a... I know exactly what it is. What is it's it? Arturo, Arturo and Maria's divorce. There it is. There it is. The golden word. Where was it? Nowhere. Casa Grande is nothing. Nowhere at all. <laughs> it means so nothing. <laughs> motivations for trying to break up her dad and her teacher are non-existent they are completely non-existent therefore making this episode moot oh my god it boggles my mind it, 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 honestly it, i was willing to give it the benefit of the doubt at first but then the more and more i thought about it, the more and more i thought okay honestly this is honestly the weakest Casagrande episode I've seen. Not just season two, but honestly, this is probably my least favorite Casagrande episode in general. Because it's not Ooh. just a missed opportunity that really irks me. It's also the fact that how Ronian was characterized, like, but from the way Ronian is characterized, you you can you can sort of see, you can sort of sense that, you know, like she was sort of borrowing Lincoln's selfishness that he inherited. Uh, in the season one episodes, like like Ronnie Ann somehow borrowed some of Lincoln's selfishness. Mm. Some of the other half of Lincoln's selfishness was heavily borrowed by Clyde in Flying Solo. So Ugh. therefore, it would explain why Lincoln was so pure-hearted in season five. But back to this episode, um, just the way that Ronnie Ann and Sid just go on about it, that the way they try to break up Arturo and Gina just because, oh, it would ruin her reputation and, and, mm. and all that stuff. It, it's it, it's like, okay, how do you know that? Like, how do you how do you come to that conclusion, uh, honestly? Oh, and also, um, Becky spoke in this episode, but honestly, Becca, Be now, Becky in this Casagrande's episodes, I feel like she was, is it me or is was Becky becoming like the low aloud of the Casagrande's? Or like, the Chandler. You know, she's blonde, she's angry, she's a tattletale. Tyler you know, all that stuff. No, no, no. Like, um, like Becky was also a tattletale. And, like, she was, like, you know, shouting all that stuff. It kind of gave me Lola vibes. Mm. But the only difference is that Lola, um, while showing showing these traits, like, Lola's traits actually enjoyable to watch. Whereas Becky showing these traits just came off as a bit obnoxious. And, um, and also the fact that the ending was done, like, totally wrong. Uh, where uh, she got off scot-free. Like, it's sort of a Karma Houdini moment where uh, after they confess to playing the part of, you know, breaking the two up, um, Arturo and Gina both, you know, have their, came up with their reasons. Like, they're saying, oh, you didn't break us up. We, you know, we came to the conclusion ourselves. And then, like, and, and, and just the reasons why they're crying heavily is just, so forced like apparently because 
Arturo's team lost and Gina's trying the makeup thing. And the back of my mind, I was sort of thinking, okay, Carlos, Gina, you two are not Frida, okay? You are not Frida, okay? Frida is much more, like, Frida is the ma- mistress of crying, okay? She's the queen of comedic crying. She does this extremely well because not only is it over the top, up to a point where it's actually hilarious, but there's actually legit reasons why she becomes so vulnerable. Like, uh, Arturo and Gina's motivations, like, Arturo and Gina's reasons for crying, um, honestly, they seem so petty. And the fact that, and also when we, when I see them flooding in tears, I'm just like, okay, you're sort of, um, rip, you're sort of ripping off Frida right there. Okay. Mm. Just, just chill out. <laughs> and also, um, Ronnie Ann trying to, uh, break up, uh, Maria and the robotics teacher when she thought that they were in a relationship. Honestly, that was the nail in the coffin. That was when I realized, yeah. okay, honestly, this is probably Ronnie Yen at her worst characterization because it really does show that she really learned nothing at all. She continues to make the same mistakes again. So honestly, overall, I just feel that um, its biggest crime is not having the Arturo and Maria's backstory because I feel that uh, the backstory would have played a significant um, part in ronnie has motivations to to want to break up arturo and gina but instead uh it's just you know oh because you know arturo's my dad and Gina's my teacher my reputation is on the line so you know we got to break them up once and for all you know and, and it just boggles my mind on honestly um i got nothing more to say about it let's move on yeah so the, i i can't believe i've I, I found an episode of the Casa Grandes I despise, and it's this episode. They finally made an episode that I despise with a burning passion. And it's like, like, Burnus Plum was like the one episode where I didn't like it, but even that episode has redeeming qualities. And I remember calling Grandparent Trap the missed opportunity episode, and I can't believe I have to give the award to the missed opportunity episode to this episode. Like, this episode makes Grandparent Trap look like a perfect episode. And that's saying something, because Grandparent <laughs> Trap, I remember being Missed Opportunity episode where Roddy was worried about her grandparents breaking up. And I was like, okay, well, because obviously she feels like it's because of the divorce between her parents, but no, it's because of a talk show. And I was like, well, okay, now that's Missed Opportunity episode. However, that episode, Roddy's intentions, she has good intentions of caring about her grandparents divorcing. Her, her her dad and her teacher breaking up? Nah, that doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Like, who cares if they break up? Like, I am getting out of this because it's my dad dating my teacher. Like, she will care for her, if it's her grandparents breaking up, but her, but her dad and her teacher breaking up, that doesn't matter. Like, all that matters is my reputation. Like, like again, like I said on Casa Live, this episode feels like they gave Roddy and a link in a selfish plot. It feels like a link in a selfish plot. And it's sad, it's hard because it we just had Saved by the Spell, where Lincoln did not care about his reputation whatsoever to the guys, where he was like, guys, I don't care about my reputation, I just want to do my magic. Whereas here, Roddy was like, oh man, if if I, if everybody finds out Arturo, like, if everybody finds out my dad's name, my teacher, my reputation will be over. And I'm like, really, Roddy? 
You really care about your reputation like this? Come on, honey, I don't believe that. But, I mean, I, I kind of believe it, but, you know. But, like, in this episode, like, Rodian was on board with Arturo dating, uh, or dating until she found that was Mrs. G. I did like the, I did like where Mrs. G was telling Rodian, oh, I'm not gonna give you special treatment because I'm dating your dad. However, how is Rodian the C student? In Operation Dad, continuity what's that, Casagrandes? In Operation Dad, Rodian was a straight A student and on the honor roll. How is she a C student now? I thought that maybe uh, Mrs. G was failing her on purpose because she didn't like Rodian, even though Rodian was Arturo's uh, daughter. So maybe Mrs. G was trying to sabotage her or something. But it's like, no, now she's constantly failing. Maybe it's because her dad is back, so that would be kind of weird. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> you know, and, and again, like in this episode, Rodian did not think once about how her dad would feel in in that in a relationship that he was pretty happy in. Like, you know, like, even though it was kind of gross to see Mrs. G and Arturo kissing in the hallway and being mushy and stuff, they were pretty happy together. Like, Arturo was pretty happy in this relationship, and not once did Rodian think, I'm, I'm gonna ruin what is what's my dad's best relationship now. And even Sid, you know, I mean, I get it, Sid's her best friend, and Sid has to be her, you know, supportive best friend, but Sid, is, Sid sometimes has to be a yes man, which I don't like. Even Sid was like, I'm gonna get you out of this, which, you know, again, props to Sid for being a good friend, but I wish Sid or somebody could have said to Rodian, like, aren't you gonna ruin what is now your dad's best relationship? Nope, she doesn't care. And so, like, at the end where Rodian finds out <clears throat> that Arturo and Mrs. G broke up, She's, like, dancing in the hallway, so happy with Sid. They're dancing, they're happy. It's like, oh my god, they broke, like, yes, they broke up. Our plan worked. Like, like, wow. Like, that was, like, that to me, like, broke all of Rodian's character for me. Where she was so happy, she broke up her dad's relationship. And again, like, the ending, where she got off scot-free. Like, I, like, you know, I've heard people say there's some times where Rodian gets off the hook in episodes. And I disagreed multiple times. However, in this episode, I absolutely agreed. Rodia did not learn anything. Her her actions had no consequences. She got out of scot-free because they broke up on their own terms. If they would have found out that Rodia was the one sabotaging the relationship, I wish Mrs. G could have gave her detention for, like, life or something, or her dad grounded her, you know? Like, she should have gotten some repercussions for ruining a relationship other than, oh, we just didn't... We, we broke up on our own terms. Like, that, to me, was basically a cop-out on the episode. And the ending, of course. Ending where Rodney and thought her mom was talking to her uh, revives teacher. Again, she didn't learn anything. This episode, to me, felt like such a waste of time. Because if if if, if, if Arturo and, and Mrs. G were going to break up anyway, then none of Rodney's actions in this episode meant nothing. The entire episode meant nothing. If they were just going to break up in the end. Why did you do that? Like, I, I would have been fine with them still being a thing, like, in the end. Like, if you would have done that, completely fine. Arturo's happy, that's all that matters. But Rodian didn't learn that. She was just like, I'm sorry for trying to break you guys up. Rodian should have learned that just, that, that she's happy for Arturo in her, in his new relationship, and should respect that. But nope, she learned absolutely nothing, and yeah, definitely the worst episode of not just season two, but the entire series overall. Like, I can't believe you butchered my favorite character in this episode, but you did it! Congratulations, Casagrandes! You butchered my favorite character! How you feel now? <laughs> Just, wow. Awful. Uh, 
Yeah, I, I think we all agreed on this one here. It was an awful episode. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, like I'm I mean, not... to be fair, like yeah. every show has its duds. Every show does have its yeah. duds. You gotta remember that. Yeah. Right, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, again, I'm a Ronnie In fan, but I'm not but I am proud to say what I don't like when they portray Ronnie in different ways. I still think one of her worst moments is in the Christmas episode when she says, Oh man, our Christmas would be great without those dang neighbors getting in the way. Like, I still hate that line so much. Mm. It bugged me so much. So, and in this episode, she annoyed the heck out of me. Like, I'm like, why are you doing this? Shouldn't you be happy for your dad? Because, again, like, we've talked about before, like, with, like, Lincoln and Roddy as characters. Lincoln, Lincoln, if Lincoln does something, like, in season one or vice versa that I don't like, I will proudly say I did not like Lincoln in that, in that episode. So, even though I'm a fan of those characters... I'm not, I'm proud to say that I can, um, you know, back up everybody whenever they're not characterized in the best way, you know? So, yeah, Rodian's character was not good this episode, and Casa Grande's don't ever do an episode like this ever again. If you're never gonna mention the divorce, don't do an episode like this ever again. I'm just saying, like, you know what I mean? I think at this point the Casa Grande's just doesn't want to mention the divorce. They just think it's not important, they don't want to touch upon it. After doing two episodes with opportunities to mention it, I think they're just like, nah, the divorce doesn't mean anything. It's fine. Just stop just stop thinking about it. I just gave it I just gave up on the point. I just gave uh, up I on that trying to mention it. Yeah, I just hope they do that though. I mean, just to make it more impactful about why Maria and Arturo are not, you know you can see that they're mom and dad for Ronnie Ann and Bobby, but <laughs> it's gotta come out eventually. But if they don't do that, then what, they're just floating characters? I mean, the reason why we don't have Maria and Bobby. That's why reason why we don't have Maria or Arturo episodes as much as you know Carl episodes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like you know, Arturo broke up with Mrs. G mutually, and so I think that's probably what happened between him and Maria. It's just like, oh, we didn't work out. It's fine. It's not that impactful. Forget about it. You know, I just, yeah, just gave move it on. Just move on. Just move on. Yeah, just stop dwelling on it too much. It's fine. Forget about it. Whatever. <laughs> you know. <Yeah. laughs> And, and the thing is, at least in a very Casagrande's Christmas, the difference between uh, Ronnie's portrayal in that episode is, is, as opposed to this, is that at least in Casagrande's Christmas, she actually gets called out for her selfish behavior by Rosa with her saying, Ronalda, you need to have some sympathy. And I agreed with Rosa yeah. in that. She does need to have sympathy because uh, honestly, like her neighbors are going through far worse than she is. And at least at the end was heartwarming because uh, she actually does learn to spend Christmas time with not just her dad, but also her neighbors too. So there's, there's at least like some credit that could be given uh, to Ronnie Ann's character in a very consequential Christmas, as opposed to teacher's threat. Yeah. Like Mm I, I, if I, if I rewrote this episode, if I wrote this episode, I would have had it where like um, Mrs. G, Mrs. G and Arturo are like, Oh, so you tried to break us up. Why would you do that? And Roddy is like, because I thought my reputation would be ruined. And and she's like, I'm sorry. And I should have respected your relationship. And maybe as a punishment, uh, Arturo and Mrs. G are like, well, now you got you guys got to have to do something for us. And so they're on a date. And Roddy and Sid are like their waiters waiting on them on their date. Yeah. That would be a good punishment. <laughs> I, that's how I would have wrote it. It's like, oh, uh, Roddy Ann, more breadsticks. Oh, why more yes. breadsticks? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> why, know, like, they, I, why did they do that? Because if you look back on the Loud House Season 1 episodes, uh, at least in the episodes where Lincoln does act selfish, he gets consequences at the end. Um, 
So that's what made these episodes uh, watchable as opposed to this. Yeah, like in uh, in Fighters Weepers, when Roddy and Sid find uh, Maybelle's uh, ch- change purse, she makes them do all her chores for her as a punishment. So I'm like, they should have at least done that. And even if they didn't, they should have just had like Roddy and Sid get like detention for like a week or something, you know? Like have them clean like the chalkboard or whatever. Like it just, like don't let them get off scot-free because they like, we're going to ruin a good relationship, you know? There, there's better ways this episode could have went about it, and they, you just, even so, you just couldn't follow up the amazing episode we're going to talk about now. So, you know, if I would have rewritten this episode, I, of course, of course, I would have included the divorce backstory, okay? That would have been the number one thing that I would have done. Just yeah. include Arturo mm-hmm. and Maria's backstory, because... Like I said, it would have enhanced the episode. It would have had the episode had meaning. It would have given Ronnie Ann's um, character like proper motivation. Absolutely, yeah. Right. But now we get to talk about the best episode of this week. The great, the grand finale. The, um, the, the, the episode we've all been anticipating in this entire fandom. The big, big episode. The Sidani Kid episode. What would I have to say? Ooh. It's an amazing episode, yes. An utter right. mess. Yes. An utter mess, episode. yes. The episode, yes. yes. Utter mess. Utter. The, the, the best biggest episode. one. The, the big episode, one. yes. It's um, the reason why we've kept it the best for last. Oh, uh, yes. Yeah. yes. Yes, 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 yes. All right, so utter mess. Uh, Roddy and Wiz two tickets to Dairyland, but has to choose between her bestie, Cindy Lincoln, for the day. So, guys, utter mess. The big episode. What do we think about the big um, Sidani Kid I mean, episode? I mean, you should go first on this one. <laughs> All right. Well, okay. Simply put, um, this is definitely my second favorite episode of the entire week. Like, honestly, I already mentioned Dynamic Do-Over is my number one. This is definitely a number two. And, of course, um, this episode really does hold up. And it really does hold up to its promise. Um, it definitely... Um, lives up to our expectations um, because we see Ronnie Ann's dilemma. Whereas now, unlike the previous episode where it was due to selfishness, this episode, it was due to her selflessness in a way, because um, she has her two best friends who want to go to Dairyland with her, but she only has two tickets. So um, of course she takes the feelings of both her best friends into heart and she has trouble deciding uh, which to give the ticket to. And you can really feel it because um, there was a time where we loved, like, you know, like two people in our lives so much, whether it be like your parents or your friends. And you just, you don't want to let the other person down. But at the same time, though, um, you definitely want to go with, um, you definitely want to go with both of them. But at the same time, the circumstances force you to choose between one. So I do I did feel that. Like, I do feel Ronnie's dilemma is very real, and I sympathize with her in that. So she goes to lengths to um, pretty much try to get herself into the fair while giving the tickets to both uh, Sid and Lincoln. And, of course, with Carl's help, because he knows, quote-unquote, a guy, unquote. He's he the himself. guy. He's um, the guy. <laughs> they both... They, of course, yeah. Carl's the guy who he knows. And it's like, well, yeah, what are the odds, right? So they both dress up as uh, the cow. And, and uh, they try to get into the, sh- the theme park themselves. 
but little do they know how crazy kids can get when it comes to uh, mascots. Like they go crazy. Like, like, like you can. It definitely does live up to Dairyland because it's sort of reminiscent to Disneyland, where you see all these characters get excited for like Mickey Mouse or Goofy, all this stuff. I feel that um, this sort of um, really nails down um, kids' behaviors when they see their favorite mascot. And also, um, also, here's a fun fact: Eric Bauza voices the guard. Like Eric Bauza voices um, one of the uh, staff uh, members of uh, Dairyland. So. Yeah, it's safe to say that, you know, Bugs Bunny was in this episode, right? <laughs> but, and I also do love, uh, you know, the BFF radar because it really does show how much Sid really knows and loves Ronnie Andrews. It's like, my BFF radar is detecting that you're going to Dairyland, you have tickets. Or my BFF radar is detecting that um, that Ronnie Ann is in the Tippy the Cow costume. It's just like, like that whole BFF radar bit is just so funny and so heartwarming. Um, I also do like at the end how uh, Lincoln uh, reveals Link, Lincoln and Sid, like they could have easily been competitive against one another, but just the fact that, you know, the two would have been totally cool with Ronnie Ann uh, taking the other person. It really does show just how humble, just, just how sweet that Sid and Lincoln both are just so how understanding the two really are. Oh, and and also, um, Rusty is the first of you know Ring Lincoln Squad to be in you know the Casa Grande. Like Rusty is Lincoln's first friend to be in the Casa Grandes. So go figure, right? Sid, <laughs> Sid, I, I, I want to ride the chocolate milkshaker. I don't, I don't care if it's oh. fictional or not. I want to ride that chocolate milkshaker. Oh, me! I want to yeah. say Sid met Rusty before Clyde. Sid met Rusty before. Wow, Clyde. you're right about that. I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, um, right. I'm, I'm just sort of envisioning it. Like, imagine, like, you know, like, I, I'm sort of, like, imagining, like, there should have been an extra scene in which Rusty tries to hit on Sid because Rusty's trying to be a lady. Oh, oh, my God. God. Oh, my God. I want to Sid Dusty or something. Oh, God. No. Sid Dusty. Sid Dusty. Dusty. Oh, God. No. No chips on that. Dusty. No, but Sid would not go for that. You know why? Sid would not go for that because she would have said to Rusty, you're just not my type. Um, I, my type is my type is you, Quan. And then Rusty's like, sure, Twelve is midnight. It's overrated, anyways. And then oh and then, my oh. god! Oh no! I watch Sid beat up. Oh Rusty man! I want to see this episode. I want to see this episode. Rusty like distant yeah. Twelve is midnight. Oh my god! Like we're making, I want to see that episode. I want to see how Sid reacts to it though. That would be pretty interesting. <laughs> Um, okay, so see, of course. <laughs> okay, so um, yeah, let's get my points on this episode. I would say um, I was absolutely hyped as heck already when I first saw the episode because of all of the hype that was all around social media about it. Um, I talked about this in the Casa Live, and I said that there was just absolutely a lot of people who were saying that this episode is absolutely hyped, not because of the whole Zidonikin moment, but the fact that most of the voice actors are pretty much... Uh, promoting the heck out of the episode. So you get to see, like, Isabella Alvarez's Instagram posting something about Utter Mess. Um, you get to see uh, Leah McGold put something about that as well. Same with Asher Bishop. 
Um, so we get we are going to have another crossover episode. So already coming into the episode, I was gonna be hyped as heck, but I never expected to already see a Bobby and Lori episode, uh, Bobby and Lori moment where they're about to have a kid and the kid turned out to be ugly. And I never expected to see Lori so disappointed about the kid and, and the face that she puts up. I was like, oh my goodness, now I feel so bad for her. <laughs> Like, yeah, I understand. Lori I understand. Was like in tears. <laughs> it was just absolutely dis- like I get it, it's disgusting, but holy crap, Lori, like you were that devastated for a kid like that. Oh my goodness. Um yeah, it was cute seeing Bobby and Lori uh, chatting again, and it seems that Lori was pretty much over at the Loud House for the weekend. Mm-hmm. Um then we get to see Ronnie Ann with those tickets. I never expect to see Lincoln so excited the the fact that yeah, he was drinking chocolate milk trying to win a bottle. And then knowing the fact that Lincoln was just so excited to see Ronnie Ann win those tickets and the fact that he was the one who gets asked first to be a guest of to be Ronnie Ann's guest for the for uh, what was it? Um for Dairyland. That's just like, okay, really amazing like Ronnie can moments there. But then of course Sid comes in too and also heard about that she won. So you could get to see the whole mixed feelings about Ronnie Ann's picking Lincoln or uh, Sid because Sid's his best friend and same with uh, 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 Lincoln as well. So um, I love the whole scene over where um, Ronnie Ann had to like go through like the city and skateboard through and say like universe, give me a sign on who to pick. So you get to see like a cat Lincoln, you get to see like a hairdo Lincoln and a hairdo Sid and a bird Sid. And it's pretty much saying like, yeah, you're uh, you're on your own about that. <laughs> Universe is pretty much telling you like you're on your own about that. Sorry, we can't um, play sides in this episode. Sadly, sorry. we can't. He's we like, can't pick one yet. They're both great. They're both great <laughs> yeah, people. we can't beat the cannon Ryan. ship today. Yeah, no, sorry, Meridian. <laughs> sorry, the fans. Sorry, the fans are like equal. We on know who's the cannon ship. Own. We just the show can't. Yeah, like sadly. <laughs> <laughs> right. So so this led to a moment where Ronnie Ann had. To Sid and Lincoln a chance to just to have their fun and you know what though I think that it's good to have Sid and Lincoln you know have their moment where they were just hang out together so that they could just you know become friends because yeah you only saw Sid and Lincoln just meet up in the horoscope so now you get to see them just hang out you don't really get to see them but you know you just spend you pretty much know in the back of your mind they're having most of the time uh, a fun time out over at um over at uh Dairyland now the other thing too is like maybe they're gonna be talking Maybe you're just thinking in the back of your mind, you're thinking like Sid and Lincoln are pretty much talking about Ronnie Ann and thinking like, oh, how <laughs> oh, how cool would it be just to hang with Ronnie Ann? Oh, do you like her? Do you like this? Do you like that? And I'm like, oh, no, this is going to be hopefully something that they'll probably bring up in another episode of uh, another Sid Ken episode. But uh, just just oh my, my mind gosh, being please. <laughs> I would love to see that body over Ronnie Ann. Like in this episode, they were like, like Sid was like, did you hear Ronnie Ann? Or, like, when Link is like, was that Rodian's phone going off? Like, I would just love to see that be like, isn't Rodian so cool? Yeah, she's so cool, Mara. She's so cool. Yeah. Oh my God, yes. Like, <laughs> yeah. see something like yeah. that. I mean, that, that would be cool to put up. But you know what? That's, I mean, obviously, you have an 11 minute episode, so you can't really put that all in there. Most of the episode was mostly on Carl and uh, Ronnie Ann just trying to get in. Because I understand Ronnie Ann's situation. Now she has those tickets, so she has to find her way to get in. And, um, yeah, getting to a Dairyland costume is not bad, but you still have to work a job. So you're pretty much working with kids and even prote- participating in a show. And I love the fact that, you know, Sid and Lincoln were still taking, they're still like concerned about Ronnie Ann because they're like having their fun. But at the same time, in the back of their minds, they're thinking like, where's Ronnie Ann? Because we can't thank her enough for bringing her to bring us to Dairyland. So obviously the whole situation where Sid, where Ronnie Ann is in a costume and Sid had to call her up and 
that moment right there where they had to rescue Ronnie Ann. I thought that was absolutely precious. Just the fact that these great friends are just there for Ronnie Ann. And the moment after that, I think was absolutely heartwarming. Just the fact that like, yeah, Ronnie Ann is saying like, I can't pick between you guys. And the fact that Sid and Lincoln were okay with it. And the fact that we didn't know that Lincoln actually had Rusty also come along mm. too. So Rusty's first appearance in the Cosmic Grandes is uh, confirmed now. But just that moment at the end, it's like, yeah, we are how absolute friendship is all about. Like we understand how, you know, how hard it is for Ronnie Ann to pick a, to pick a somebody out of Sid and Ron, uh, Sid and Lincoln, because they're absolutely great friends to Ronnie Ann. So it, it just was cool just to see those three just absolutely um, say that all is forgiven. You know what? I, we understand your situation. So uh, we, we absolutely understand wh- who you would pick. And no doubt about it, all three of them did uh, end up being in the, sorry, end up being in uh, Dairyland together, riding the ride. And Carl also just becoming part of the show. So now he's pretty much the butt of the joke now, being a part of the show. In Literally. Dairyland. Yeah. <laughs> Literally the butt of the joke. <laughs> Literally. Oh, because he's yeah. the butt. Literally because he's the butt. <laughs> I know. And Ronnie yeah. ended up being the face of the joke. The, the face of the joke. Yeah, the, yeah. the face yeah. of the joke. And yeah, I mean, I can't say much about I There's nothing more I can say about it. I have to say, this is a absolutely amazing Sidonikin episode. Um, this is how friendships are for. And I, if you're talking about um, an episode that shows true friendship on how to become friends and all, definitely this one is uh, definitely takes a cake. Definitely a really amazing episode. Absolutely. Like, they legit knocked it out of the park with this episode for me like 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 the fandom i was super hyped for this episode mainly because you know lincoln was coming back in the show and we were having like a, a full sadani kid episode like that's just up my alley and i've like been excited for this episode ever since it was first announced that i knew it was going to be a sadani kid episode and i like i really i like to think this episode is basically a sequel to horoscope because horoscope was the roddy kid episode with some sadani kid but this episode did a lot of callbacks to horoscope because again like in the beginning you had the Lori and bobby part which set up roddy kid and then you had like you know like roddy and like you know again like i had to like i had to say this but it said they didn't pop up in the episode Roddy and Will gladly take a look at the Dairyland. I'm just saying, <laughs> you know, like she might look at first. I'm just saying, we all know what the canned ship is, but you know, we, we can't pick sides yeah. in this episode. But I'm just saying, she picked Lincoln first. She's like, he was like, you're taking me, right? Yeah, you know it. Like, yeah, she picked it first. But of course, Sid had to pop in and watch. She wanted to go too. Yeah, I know. Uh, but um, <laughs> but I love. I again, like um, I love the scene where uh, like Roddy and goes to Rosa for advice. Which gets a call back to horoscope because Rosa was involved in the plot in horoscope, and she's like, "Well, I asked for signs for the universe, which Ernesto's presence is always here, no matter what if he's not in the episode or not, because of the universe." Because as Rosa said at the end of the episode, the universe works in mysterious ways in horoscope. So she's like, "Okay, uh, give me a sign," and then so the signs are actually callbacks too. Lincoln has the pizza as a callback to horoscope. When they went to the pizza place in Horoscope, uh, Sid as, as the hot dogs, a callback to Friended when they first met. Uh, Sid as the cat, callback to Horoscope when they were watching cat videos. And Sid as the bird is a callback to Horoscope when Roddy had found Sid's lovebird. So again, again, Rusty being mentioned was also mentioned in Horoscope. So again, there's a lot of callbacks to Horoscope. It's basically a sequel episode to Horoscope. Just the whole, like, Sidani Kid versus just the Roddy Kid aspect. But I really, like, compared to the last episode we talked about, in this episode, again, I love that, you know, 
again, like talking about Roddy Kid for a second, I love the the development of Roddy's relationship with Lincoln because she sees Lincoln as her best friend too, and I love that. I love that she like Sid may be the established best friend in the Casa Grandes, but when she said something when she said like, I can't let down my two best friends, I don't know what to do, like and then, and then she also said to Rosa, like, how do you choose between two people you really care about? Like, it's really sweet to see that Rodian cares for both of them in similar, a different, in similar but different ways. Because, you know, Roddy and Sid mm. met super fast. They became super fast, close friends. Whereas Lincoln and Rodian have had a lot of history together. So seeing that she ha- she cares for both of them in special ways and found ways to, like, you know, get these tickets but, like, didn't want to choose between them is so sweet because, like, she cares about both of them equally as her two best friends, which is awesome. And I love that, you know, we got to see Sid and Lincoln hang out for a bit, which is really cool because the best friends of Roddy and hanging out and becoming friends too is awesome. And I love them working together to help Roddy and come out of the cow suit and stuff. But again, the ending where I love that it was Sid who spoke for her and Lincoln when saying like, because Roddy was saying how, you know, I couldn't choose between you two because I didn't want you guys thinking I was playing favorites. And she's like, oh, Roddy, yeah, we would never think you were playing favorites. Sure, we both wanted to go, but we, we, we totally would have understood. Like, I love that Sid, even though with her whole, like, BFF radar thing, which, again, like, shows me kind of, like, clingy best friend vibes, I do like that she wasn't portrayed as a clingy best friend in where she was like to Lincoln, oh, I'm the best friend. Like, you know, you may, you're the second best friend, but that doesn't matter. Like, I like that Sid has a respect for Lincoln because, again, Roddy and Lincoln have known each other longer than her and Sid. But I like that Sid said, like, you know, we both would have understood if you had to choose between us or or took someone that wasn't us. Like, I'm glad that she spoke for both of them in that she doesn't, you know, she doesn't think that, oh, just because I'm Roddy's best friend, Lincoln doesn't matter. Like, we, we both love Roddy and equally we're both her best friends. So I love that Sid has that respect for Lincoln and, like, you know, when Lincoln said, oh, well, Rusty had our tickets, so I, should, I, I could have just asked him. But wait, if you already knew that, why did you ask Roddy and if she's taking you, Lincoln? <laughs> That's very suspicious, Lincoln. <laughs> very suspicious, buddy. Like, if you already knew Rusty had won a ticket, did you find out after or did you already know already? <laughs> it's very suspicious, Lincoln. But, um, but yeah. Over, it, it is pretty sus. It is pretty sus. Pretty sus. Come on, like it pretty sus. Time, but... though, yeah. But at the same time though, it could be argued that um Rusty let Lincoln know that he had tickets like way after uh he knew that Ronnie Ann had tickets. So yeah, that's what that I'm thinking. Yeah. But I was like, if Lincoln knew the whole time, hmm. Very suspicious. <laughs> Very suspicious. Um, yeah, but of course the three-way hug, absolutely adorable. Like everybody has, like er- like we all love it. So cute. Like I love that they have this three-way friendship. It's really sweet because I love, I like again, I love seeing Lincoln growing a bond with Sid because Sid is Roddy as uh, like true, like her main best friend in the Casa Grandes, and then having this three-way friendship is super adorable. But to me, it's not a perfect episode. Like. Horoscope is a perfect episode, but that's perfect in a whole different way. But this episode was more like, okay, we got Sadatikin, but only in, like, the last five minutes, you know? Like, I want a full episode with all of them together on screen for the entire episode. Like, please stop teasing us like this, Casagrandes. Like, like, you should give us more than what you give us. Like, it was basically, like, what Curse did. It's a Casagrande episode 
featuring crossover. Not like an entire crossover episode with all of them together, but I feel like it's because they did this, that way they're like, okay, like, if we do this episode, then we know what we can do in the future with all three of them on screen, but yes, it just makes me crave more Sidonikin because this was an absolutely wonderful episode, and, you know, Carl was really funny, because again, Carl makes every episode funny, but like, the Sidonikin and just the whole episode was a great follow-up or sequel to Horoscope, and they, they exceeded my expectations. They did such a great job on it. I absolutely love this episode. And I hope they, I hope we get more with these three in the future. Or again, Lincoln coming back in the Casa Grandes more often. Because the fact that Lincoln came back in the Casa Grandes at all. Means that they still continue to have his his relationship with Roddy in, in some way. Whereas, whereas as also he's making a, um, a, a bond with Sid too. Which is amazing. Like. It's, this is a great episode. Absolutely the probably like absolutely the best episode this week and probably one of my favorite episodes of season two. Just I don't know what else to say about it. It's this wonderful episode. Absolutely wonderful. Most, most definitely. And I know that everybody out there who's ab uh, who's absolutely adoring Sidonikin, I know that we've won this week. Because Sidonikin was just absolutely uh, gorgeous. I mean, like it was great just to have those guys just um hang out and have their episode in an utter mess. Uh, I thought it was great. <laughs> yeah, I just don't know what yeah, else to say. Yeah, that's a Donnie hug. It's just... It, Absolutely yeah, it's adorable. It's Absolutely adorable. <laughs> the squished cheeks, oh my god, it's so oh cute. Like, yes, it's perfect. <laughs> I mean, I, I wish Rod Yed could have been in the middle, but the fact that Lincoln isn't all squishing their cheeks, oh, absolutely perfect. Is I love it. So great. They just, they had to give that, give that to us, and they did, and it's adorable. Like, we all love it. Like, thank you, oh, Casa yeah. Grandes, for making this episode. We absolutely adore it. <laughs> like, thank you. <laughs> Oh man, I, I yeah. agree. I agree. Yeah, yeah. So, got, uh, that was a lot of episodes to talk about. I <laughs> Lots know we of had episodes. to go eight straight episodes. We said quite we... a mouthful. There was a lot yeah. that we had to say. Eight straight episodes, episode, but we had but... a lot to talk about. <laughs> so, to say the least, we were here for the ride, and um, we we survived it. <laughs> yep, we did. It was a crazy Hell roller coaster. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, Nate Omid, thank you guys so much for coming on with me. I know we ran a long time, like two hours in this recording, but thank you guys so much for doing this with me. I had a lot of fun bringing you guys back on for eight episodes of the Casa Grande. So again, thank you guys so much for doing this. No problem. And uh, whenever you want us back, just uh, uh, holler us up and we'll uh, come back and uh, do another show with you. Like we talked about my before. Friend, it was... Oh, go ahead. Sorry. My friend, my friend, it was such a pleasure and honor to be uh, a guest in your podcast again it was just such a fun time with you um it's always fun to talk about loud house of casagranis with both of you and um yeah there was a lot that we had to say but it was thoroughly fun like it was like so much fun for beginning to end oh, and yeah. i cannot thank you enough for having you i can't thank you enough for having us as your guests well thank you guys so much i had an utterly fun time with you guys if you could say utterly, utterly. utterly. Yeah. <laughs> nice. I'm waiting for to make the joke. Yes, utterly. <laughs> I was utterly excited to have you guys on, and utterly <laughs> impressed. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> but like yes. uh, we talked about off recording, the next time I have, I'll have you guys back on is February of 2022. So you'll have to wait till then. <laughs> we'll see how it is. We'll see how it is. <laughs> like, well, season six is happening. Sunny, like, 
Yeah, <laughs> your birth month. That's true. <laughs> yeah, it's it's crazy because like I had you guys on at the same time last year. Then we had the same time here. That's like we gotta do it next year around the same time again. It's gotta be a tradition. <laughs> but um yep so before we go is there any social media you guys want to plug on my show whoever wants to go first um you can go me you got the floor oh me yeah okay well all right well i do have a i do have a twitter account of course um i have i have reached my goal of 500 followers um so that's that's a major feat um, I pretty much post about um, random stuff like, you know, uh, Loud House, Casa Grandes, as well as other cartoons, uh, anime, movies, and TV shows, and all that stuff, and, and also some shit posts here and there. So, like, whenever you want to be my, if you want to be my friend on Twitter, just go to uh, at Omid, O-M-I-D, and my last name, Iran Manish, I-R-A-N as in Nancy, M as in Mike, A-N as in Nancy again, E-S-H. Uh, I also have a uh, DeviantArt account in which I have posted some of my fan arts there. Uh, my username is omidi20, so if you want to check out some of my fan arts, I post it over there. And um, that that's pretty much it, it for me in terms of uh, social media uh, accounts, pretty much. <laughs> All right. At least the ones I want to share with you. All right. And of course, I am the admin of the fan page of The Loud House so, uh, and, and the Casa Grande. So if you want to uh, follow up with all the things that we always uh, tweet about when it comes to news about The Loud House or The Casa Grandes or anything about The Loud House or The Casa Grandes, just follow us on Twitter at fan page of TLH and at Instagram as well at fan page of TLH. We also do have our YouTube page as well. Head over to YouTube.com slash fan page of the Loud, uh, the Loud House and The Casa Grandes. Um, and you can be able to see our videos. We always record our Loud Casa Talks podcast there. And we also do have uh, other events that we want to plan up soon for our YouTube. So if you want to get in touch about our YouTube page and see what we're doing, uh, go ahead and hit the subscribe button when you go to the webpage and also hit the bell button so that you can get notified of when we come on. And um, yeah, and I also do have a, a artist account as well. Uh, you can follow me at FanArtistNate on Twitter. You can be able to see uh, all the latest uh, art projects that I'll be working on. Um, I know I've been doing a lot of Loud House stuff, but I'm actually thinking about doing other cartoons like Big City Greens um, and a lot of other ones. So get just stay just stay tuned to that. Um, just follow me at uh, fan fan artist Nate on Twitter so that you can be able to see how my artworks are going to be. And yeah, that's pretty much yeah, it. Also, yeah, that's the same thing. Like that's what I also post on uh, my Twitter. Also, like my own fan art and also. I post some perler art here and there. Like I do perler art also. So if you want to check that out, you know, you know, go to my Twitter page as well. And also in terms of fan page, a lot house and Casa Grande content, um, Nate just pointed out himself, just uh, follow us on YouTube and Twitter. Yeah. So you guys should be checking out the loud Casa talks podcast. If you're not already, cause it's amazing. And these guys are wonderful. So, you know, make sure you hit, you hit up that podcast because Obviously, I love having them on. Let's see their podcast. It's wonderful. So make sure you check that out. And I should be like promoting my 
YouTube channel because I also post these on YouTube too. So like, so like that, like this video, and hit that bell button so you're notified anytime I have a new video. Okay. <laughs> I feel like a YouTuber. I've been, I've been learning from watching a lot of YouTube. So <laughs> like that video and hit that bell button. Yeah, there you, know? you go. I'm yeah. Saying that, wow, I feel like a YouTuber now. <laughs> but um, <laughs> if yeah, okay. And then as for me. If you have any questions about the podcast or want to discuss the podcast with me, you can contact me over at Clips on Twitter or at the podcast's Twitter, Casa Loud Chats. And um, we don't know when we'll see you next time because, again, both the Loud House and the Casa Grandes are on hiatus right now. And I'm going to put my show on hiatus for a little bit as well because I need to focus on school because, you know, soon enough I'll be graduating soon. But so and I haven't, like, gotten my assignments done recently. So I need to, after eight episodes of Casa Grandes, I need to focus on school. So I'm putting my show on hiatus. But, of course, awesome podcasts like The Loud Casa Talks will be around to do their episodes. So check them out So while I'm on hiatus. So, but again, whenever we come back, we'll see you all next time on Casa Loud Chats.